You know who? Neil Rogers is my father. He's coming up next. The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast Group, its staff, advertisers, or agencies. High school football? Oh, my God. Wow. And he's knocking your team there, Josh, knocking the Bucks. Just because they suck and they scored only three points in two games. It's a sports show. Rogers got. It's just these guys nipping suds and whatever the heck it is. And the people that call in, they're just like them, like that they were on the, uh, what do you call it, the weeds, and they're high, and they're, I mean, it's terrible. For years that I've been look, uh, listening to 610, and, and this here. Here she comes, going on the air. She's reading the news now. Hey, who really cares? Hey, hey, Katie Couric. WQM. It's a sports show disguised as a, a morning show, is what it is. When he said high school football, you could have you could have knocked me over with a feather duster, with your pinky. God, I can't. I mean, what are we talking about? Sports. But yeah, but high school football. What about high school Parcheesi? Is pretty exciting. Why not? What about elementary school volleyball? I like tetherball and box ball. What about school. badminton? How's that? When's that coming up? Sounds bad, man. Oh my God! It's a disease. It's a disease. Call the exterminator, man. It's a disease. Anyway, moving right along. What are, what are we going to do about that, right? Right. What's that got to do with the price of rice, as Howard Beale would say? i got a good movie for you. I don't care what Josh Cordes says. And by the way, Josh, your team does suck. How do you like that? It's very early yet. They got a field goal, though. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe when this... You know, I have that... Well, we all have it on if, if you have the package, the, uh, the channel that's got all the scores, you know, the, the running scores and the time. Yeah. When I saw they popped the three on there, they're, all right, Josh's team got a field goal. Let's hear it for them bucks. Rhymes with suck. But nevertheless, good movie, Tristan and his old. Kind of like what Josh, what uh, Joel Feinberg says about uh, me and Hank mm-hmm. and uh, Mad Dog. Is old. Oh, is old. Tristan and his old with uh, Sophia Miles and the lovely James Franco, who's a lot prettier than she is. It's yeah. damn good. I mean, Josh yesterday was panning it, and so I immediately ran out and got it because I knew it would be pretty good. Plus, I wanted to see James Franco naked, and I did. But uh, it was good. That's why I like it. That's a big part of the reason why I like it. I'm telling you, it's a good movie. It's just average at if best. If I, I said think. to you that, the, look, I would be honest with you. The only good thing in it is the fact that, uh, you know, he was naked and he looked pretty good. And I'll tell you who also looked good was, and now don't you agree with me that the guy, and I have no idea who the actor is, that played his stepbrother. Remember when his parents got killed in the first the brutal scene in the movie? A lot, a lot of that brutal British-Irish uh, medieval killing, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, his stepbrother looks just like him. If he didn't have the facial hair, they'd be like identical twins, which is kind of bizarre. Do you think that was kind of strange? No, I didn't really think about it. Oh, that's right. You wouldn't notice that. I see. Get out of here. Would you stop? Jesus, God. All you heteros, man. You're so, uh, so sensitive and so uptight. Oh, I, wouldn't, I don't see what guys look like. Okay. Yeah, she wasn't much. She was all right. But it's a good movie. I'll check it out. Action, romance, quite a story. Made Romeo and Juliet pale into insignificance, although Leonard Whiting would have been good in this, in tights. 
Blood drawing project leads teacher to suspension in Salina, Kansas. And, you know, yesterday mm-hmm. I made a bad mistake. I'm going to try not to do it again. Well, I wouldn't say yesterday is the only time, but there was that story. I know which story it was, too. It was the one about uh, Israel and the Palestinians. It was a good story. I mean, it was very, mm-hmm. you know, important stuff to know and get out there, but it was too long. Okay. You know what I mean? No. No, I'm not going to. Re- I'm not going to read unless it's a column. I mean, if it's uh, Lor- uh, Lorraine Dobbs, if it's Loretta Lynn, <laughs> Maureen Dowd, or Frank Rich, I'm going to read the whole column or Doug Thompson. But I'm certainly not going to read these long. It doesn't hold anybody's attention, even mine. You know, nobody wants to listen to some old faggot on a radio reading a 600-page story. I mean, 400, not too bad. You know. Although today I got the tabloids, I got the Globe and the Inquirer, and I, I recommend very heartily if I if I never get, turn down anything good, today is the day. Get the National Enquirer, the one with Oprah's picture on with the alarming look on her. Oprah catches Stedman with another woman. Well, it's about time he got a real one. Yeah. But in, and then it's not Tom's baby. Tom is fuming. And, and wait till you find out who it's whose baby they say it is. Somebody I, I like, like a Michael, lot. Maybe Michael Jackson. Oh, I better close the door because I told you that oh, fire, yeah, alarm fire alarm test we, is going on. We all on. get to leave. Oh, you people stop out there. Leave us alone with these fire alarm tests. Let me know when you have a real fire, okay? God almighty, I'm so tired of this crap. At any rate, it's not Tom's baby. If you open up to the center fold, the centerpiece where the staples are, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know that the Enquirer has a center fold. There ain't no naked picture in there. But if you open it, well, it's a good thing they're not naked. <laughs> Plastic surgery of the stars. Who's had it and who's hiding it? I think who's had it is a very appropriate term. Wow. When you see Babs Streisand, Farrah Fawcett, um... And Janice Dickinson and Miss Manilow, when you see, there's a whole bunch of others too, but those in particular, you, you're just plots. You just will pee in your pants. Get to the pens. Selena, Kansas, a high school science teacher, was suspended for allowing students to use the same instrument to draw blood from their fingers as part of a class project, district officials said yesterday. About, no comments now, about 50 juniors and seniors in two science classes at Selena High School South used the same lancet or small pin to prick their fingers on Monday, said Carol Pitts, spokesman for the Selena School District. The science teacher, who was not identified, was suspended with pay during an investigation. Pitts said there was additional concern that some of the students may have come in contact with blood when they washed the science experiment slides. I know. She said it was unclear what experiment the classes were doing, but they may have been checking blood glucose levels. Oh. I could do that right now. It wouldn't hurt me. You ought to see my fingers. I got more. Well, yeah. She said the district Hold. was taking steps to ensure the students were tested for diseases such as HIV, hepatitis, both of which oh. can be spread by using a shared instrument to draw blood. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is minimal risk, they said. I don't think there's any reason to panic, but I would. I'd panic. How do you like that? This is the kind of crap that goes on with your kids in school, man. A bunch of lunatics uh, using your kids like, uh, you know, some kind of a science project. Remember that movie, My Science Project, with John Stockwell? No. I sure do. 888. Look at that. 888 votes on the poll today, and we left off a very important one. You better put it on there right now. That's my bad. I can't believe I left it off. Must be because I ran off to Woodbine to have a really good day for a change. 888, and we left off I Hate This Poll. That's your that's your trick. You usually leave that off. Right. right. Well, you, you know our crowd. That, that uh, gooses exactly. up the total. I, huh? know. I know. Not that we're in jeopardy of not getting 1,000. We're going to have like over 900 right. in before you know it, before you can snap your ass. Edwardsville, Illinois. Here's another before we... Huh? No, you, you might want to keep that out. A man who admitted... <laughs> listen, a man who admitted in court to tearing off the head of a kitten after a fight with his girlfriend has been sentenced to two years in prison. When it comes to animal abuse cases, we don't get prison sentences all the time, so it's always good when we do. Stephanie Smith, spokeswoman for the Madison County State Attorney's Office, said of the case against Jacob Thornton. Thornton, 21, was to have had a preliminary hearing last Thursday on the felony and... Uh, 
animal torture charge, but instead pleaded guilty. A judge ordered Thornton's sentence reduced, uh, sentenced to run concurrently to a prison term related to a parole violation on a 2005 aggravated battery conviction. Authorities said that after a July 28th dispute between Thornton and his living girlfriend, the 30-year-old woman... About 30, man! ...left the home before returning to find her kitten's head and detached body in the front yard. That's like one of the scenes from Kristen and He's Old. That is it? Kitten scene. I did like that scene when he, you know, chopped the guy, the, the evildoer, the guy that looks just like Ron Silver. He chopped his head off, and he went out there to the Irish mob out there uh, waiting by the uh, moat, and he held up his head. Yeah. They were all going, fat. Well, I'm tired of those Brits and the Irish, you know, and the Indians and the Pakis and the, uh, mm-hmm. all over. Just the same old, and the Israelis and the uh, Palestinians. Four days after he was charged with animal torture, Thornton was also charged with burglarizing a motor vehicle. In that case, is pending. He's just a slime ball. Yanked the cat's head off. Not a good idea, all you kids out there. Do not be uh, twisting the cat's heads off. Do not be twisting the cat's head off? At least not until after you take them out of the microwave. Okay, here's yesterday's poll. We had 1,692 votes. That's pretty heavy duty for uh, Wednesday, right smack dab in the middle of the week. You know, that's not bad. Although I do notice a tremendously decrease, well, just one day, but like today, yesterday. How come there's so mm-hmm. few people reading our bedtime stories yesterday? Maybe because I'm reading them all on the air. That could be. Huh? I mean, the, the rest of the response is stellar. It's fine. There are a lot of people listening online and people uh, voting on the poll and uh, diddling and twiddling and whatever they're doing. It, it, you know, it's always interesting to read. I mean, not, not to be influenced by necessarily, but to read the reviews on IMDb of whatever movie you're watching or going to watch. Mm-hmm. And then you find the motivation for people watching. Uh, although there's, a, like I told you, a ton of reviews for... Who's going to give Ricky a blow? I'm running the yard. <laughs> I'm on it, Judd. He's so cuckoo. I'm on it, Judd. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. He's cuckoo, so cuckoo. He's really cuckoo. I'm a Dina Judd. His name's I'm a Dina Judd. And he's kind of like Mel Gibson with a big scruffy beard. And he wears a brown jacket that looks like he bought it at Banana Republic off the discount rack. I'm on it, Judd. I'm on it, Judd. He's so cuckoo. Ten nineteen at five sixty WQM Mad Dog at two. Then we got the Power Hour. Time to take a shower and maybe a get deflowered uh, with Hank and the Mad Dog between four and five. The Humper Solo five to six thirty, and then the fourth and final game of that long ponderous series. The Marlins finally won a game last night. Let's hear it. How about Marlins that? at the Mets? The fourth and final game of the series. Pre-game at six thirty-five. Game time seven ten. Eddie K after the game. Now, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. If I, I, I hear it now. What? I'm not talking about that. I can handle that. that that'll end. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about when you get, you know, trying to find the name of a movie or think of it or the name of a book, oh. and then you can't. Uh, Runaway Jury? Even, what was it? Was it Runaway Jury, which I never saw or heard of? Uh, let me tell you. Robert De Niro played the priest, and he lied on the witness stand about uh, the tickets the Yankee game. And, the, and Dustin Hoffman was in And Brad Pitt was in it, too. Brad Pitt was there. Oh, oh, oh. He was part of the group of buddies. We all and saw it. He, right. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll find it. Well, I'm, I'm, I Googled Brad Pitt, now. I'm looking at his filmography. Let's see. Uh, Crude Awakening, no. State of Play, no. They, these are ones he hasn't even released no, yet. No, no. Uh, no, not Ocean's 12. Good God. Uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? No. No? No. What was that? I don't know. Are you sure? No. But that sounds awfully familiar, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. But I don't think it was. Oh, directed by George Clooney, and also... Uh, Chuck Barris wrote the book. Oh, no, that's the book, the Chuck Barris book. You're right, that's not it. That's the Chuck Barris movie. Did you ever get to see that? It's pretty yeah, good. it was actually very interesting. Friends? No, that's not it. No. Spy Game. The Mexican. No. Snatch. No. Oh, don't say that. Fight no. Club. Oh, God forbid. Meet Joe Black. No. Dark Side of the Sun. Seven Years in Tibet. 
These sound like they precede the one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The Devil's Own, 12 Monkeys, 7. What's in the box? <laughs> Legends of the Fall, good movie, but that sure ain't it. Uh, I don't know what it is. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I, I do. I don't know. And if he Dustin definitely Hoffman was in was it, it and he was the setup. He was the flunky attorney whose uh, job was to make sure he lost the case. Josh is uh, looking for the movie under its own name. I don't remember Dustin Hoffman being in it, but I only saw it once in a long time ago, so I could be very wrong. I thought Dustin Hoffman was, um, well, maybe I'm confused. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was. I'm often confused. I'm positive that he was. I'm positive. How do you like that? I'm not pretty sure. I'm freaking positive. I know De Niro was in it because he was the priest. Mm -hmm. By the way, we left off, uh, you know, his most famous, you know, The Graduate. What do you mean by that? Well, you were talking about what good movies he well, I don't. I don't care what he was in. I want to know this movie now. I don't give a crap about that. Don't try to change the subject now to pacify me, okay? Midnight Cowboy. Just give me my Weetina and just uh, cut the crap. Yeah, I know with John Ford. I saw it and you didn't. How do you like that, Hot Shot? Straw Dogs. 954 votes. What? Straw Dogs. And you don't want to see uh, Midnight Cowboys. Very, very depressing. Papillon was good. Very depressing, very morbid. And then uh, they're on the bus. They're going to mm -hmm. Miami Beach and on the bus and the Greyhound, and Dustin Hoffman dies on the bus. So I ruined the ending there for you. So, you know, Ratso Rizzo. Lenny? The, the Lenny Martez Martez story? Yeah. Well, that was Lenny Martez story. It was about a guy who couldn't speak. President George W. Bush said yesterday if he had firm intelligence that Osama bin Laden was in Pakistan, he'd issue an order to go into that country and go after Osama, smoke him out of his hole. But his statement drew an immediate response from Pakistani President Pervert Musharraf, who said Pakistan would have such, handle such a situation itself. He's extremely sensitive about possible foreign military intervention inside his borders. He said, when in doubt, stay the hell out. How do you like that? Asked in an interview uh, with CNN whether he'd issue an order to go into Pakistan to kill or capture bin Laden and his deputy, Ayman the Paiman al-Zawari, Bush replied, abso absolutely. He added, we would take the action necessary to bring them to justice. When Bush's remarks were put to Musharraf at a news conference at the UN, the Pakistani leader replied, we wouldn't like to allow that. We'd like to do that ourselves. Right. Oh, my God. Pervert Musharraf. Another one of those good uh, humanitarians, those good democratic leaders who, of course, is busy exporting nukes to uh, all the other slime balls of the world. But nevertheless, don't confuse them with the facts. You know, public doesn't want to hear those kind mm -hmm. of things. Here's our poll today, and if they don't stop with that fire alarm, you're right, I'm going to start having a nervous dump. I'm going to do one right in the hallway. I'm going to do a big smelly pile right in the hall if they don't stop this now, you know? How long can that go on? But wait, Sleepers. Was that it? That was it. That's it. It was a great movie. I forgot Dustin Hoffman was Are you sure? And he was in it, right? Yes. I guess. I don't remember what he was in that movie, though. Well, who was he? He just told you. Pudgy guy. Uh, it was well, Danny Snyder. See, I told you. See, they can listen to the beeping out there in the hallway. Yeah, we're busy Googling sleepers. 96? Right. Kevin Bacon, so you can use it in your, uh, you know, 63. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon, they killed him in the restaurant. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin it oh, for yeah. everybody, That's but right. they killed him in the restaurant. He was a real slime ball. Yeah, he had it coming. Yeah. Kevin Bacon, Billy Crudup, Crudup Robert mm -hmm. De Niro, a mini driver was in it. Oh. Mm -hmm. Dustin Hoffman, what did I tell you? What is wrong with you? De Niro played father, Bobby, and he had the baseball. He had the stubs from the baseball tickets. He lied. A priest who lies, Jason Patrick, Brad Pitt. Brad's way down the list on the credits on that. Isn't that kind of interesting? Brad Renfro. Well, oh, Bruno Kirby, our uh, good buddy who's dead now. Oh, yeah, Bruno Kirby. He is dead? Oh, poor Bruno. That's right. He's the one that was like Joe Pesci Jr. Mm -hmm. He reminded me so much of Joe. And, and uh, he was like a cross between Chicken Neck and Joe Pesci. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. He looked more like Chicken Neck, but he sounded more like Joe Pesci. Yeah, but with hair. Yeah, with a little bit of hair. Well, Chicken Neck has hair, too, when he puts on that beautiful blonde piece. <laughs> Even Mo would be <laughs> jealous of that thing. Remember that time? I think I put that on there, and I walked in there, waltzed in. Well, oh, yeah. many things. You, know. you waltzed in? 
Just to agitate and aggravate. Oh, that looks really good. Those were the days, baby. Those were the real days. And we had a morning show. I think I think we have more sports on the morning show now than when he was on. You know, I don't want to get started with that, but you're the one that yeah, started picking, fault, that, right. picking that scab, and now it's turned into a gigantic infection. Well, I'm the Spix that picks. Can you smell it? Yeah, here's the Spix picks. Walmart <laughs> ratings tumble in the aftermath. Oh, and by the way, Katie Couric, speaking of tumble, her oh, numbers yeah. are tumbling like a, like a dryer, like a clothes dryer. Wow. They are dropping like Iraq. Unbelievable. Nice going, Katie. Nice black eyes, by the way. Really beautiful job by CBS. They deserve every... You know something? Even a CBS eye. Ever notice what color it is? Black. Just mm-hmm. like her eyes. The approval ratings of Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Olmert and his coalition allies, Erev Rosh Hashanah, no less, have tumbled further in the wake of the Levis-Viennese War, according to two opinion polls. When asked, are you satisfied with Ehud Olmert's performance as Prime Minister, some 68% of respondents answered no. no. Not satisfied, according to a poll in the Haaretz Daily, there's your favorite newspaper, an increase of 28 percentage points since the survey taken August 11th. Only 22% of Israelis said they were satisfied with Ulmer, compared with 48% who approved his performance in the August poll. If parliamentary elections were held today, Ulmer's Kadima party would get 16 seats compared with the 29 it holds right now. In other words, as they say in uh, Lesbianon, they're off Taurus. And its main coalition partner, Labor Party, would get 15 seats against the 19 it holds now. The opposition right-wing Likud Party would double its parliamentary seats to 24, Oive, while the extreme right um, Betanyu Party would get 18 seats compared with them the whole time. Well, that's bad news. Wow. At any rate, if that Betanyahu gets back in there again, there's, uh, nothing, uh, nothing will be held back. Then the whole world blows up. Speaking of things coming to an end, the inside radio uh, mavens, Tom Taylor says... The bloom is off the rose with satellite. I don't want to say I told you so, and it's not over until it's over, but satellite radio is just like Katie Kirkman, falling like a rock. MS boss Jeff Smullyan tells yesterday's Dickstein Shapiro session at the NAB in Dallas, we're finally starting to see the end of the satellite cachet. He jokes that everybody knew about satellite. Nobody actually subscribed to it. Of course, both services have subscribers, but Bear Stearns analyst Victor Miller recalls when XM and Sirius said they turned the corner at 4 million subscribers, that didn't happen. They haven't got no 4 million, and they're losing their ass, and that's the way it goes. And nobody wants to pay for, you know, stuff, especially the music, that they can get their own music, just like I just updated my iPod there, which took about, what, three seconds? The biggest name. And if they don't stop that fire alarm pretty soon, I'm team in the hallway, baby.
1034, she's dropping like a huge bomb, baby. In fact, she's probably dropping a lot of bombs if she looks at those numbers. And then looks at the, probably looks at the um, reruns of the news on, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are my eyes really that black? And do I look that bad? And am I that incompetent? And am I fumbling that like bad? shaking. I'll, oh, yeah. She, she's so far out of her realm, man. She, just, just walk off the set, Katie. Say, okay, uh, somebody else is going to come in here now and do the news. Old fuddy-duddy Bob Schieffer is going to come waddling in here with his walker, and I'm, I'm leaving. You know? Just walk away. That's it. That would be the best thing she could do. You know, I'm beginning to think that when Josh watches a movie, I, I mean, I don't want to get too critical because everybody's got different tastes. I, I, but I ask you these questions. I don't think you even know who the characters are. I think you were probably snoozing through that thing. Well, smoking, I hope. Well, uh, whatever. I wish I was. No. No, but seriously, I don't think you even know one character from another. I mean, I saw it a long time ago. I'm just... Get out of here. You okay. don't even know who the damn characters are. It's like in network. You know what? Yeah, you're right. I made it up. I didn't even see it. I'm just... Uh, I'm just like, for example, that. when she uh, they were going to marry her off to that big guy who looked like the Beast on, on stilts, you know? Yeah. You saw that guy. I, you know, I vaguely remember him, but okay. I know vaguely what you're talking see, about. Oh, my God. Well, you need to see it again. <laughs> That's what you need to do. All right. 991 votes on the poll, by the way. Listen, it's a very good flick. Don't, don't listen to him. It's uh, about a six. Get out of well, here. Kiss my ass. It's like watching it, you know. <laughs> I thought that was about a 12. <laughs> it is. Feet. Tristan and his old man, it's really good, with uh, James okay. Franco and uh, yeah, Sophia Miles. Yeah. See, you would say the lovely Sophia Miles. No, the lovely James Franco and the marginal Sophia Miles. It's a and out or something, you know, you got nothing what? going on. I figure, you know, it's an okay watch. I'm married. I always got nothing going on. There you go. Well, no, see, the one guy, the evildoer, the most evildoer, there are a lot of evildoers, but the, the turncoat, he looked just like Ron Silver. And, of course, that's perfect because we can't stand Ron Silver. Now, what's his story besides being a right-winger and a self-hating Jew? Is he he's a Scientologist, too? Ron Silver? I don't know. He's an actor, is he? isn't he? Besides an a-hole. No, I know that, but he's just, oh, uh, I, brother, I hate him. He's almost as obnoxious as that um, Ben what's it, Ben Ginsburg, that the right-wing attorney with the red face mm-hmm. that they're always trotting out, you know, to debate. Ben Ginsburg. Oh, my God. Only 25% in poll approve of the Congress. This is Now, here's the New York Times. Uh, let's see. What poll is this? New York Times CBS. Oh, and look at this. A footnote. It says, Katie is dropping like a rock. With barely seven weeks until the midterm elections, Americans have an overwhelmingly negative view of the Republican-controlled Congress, oh! with substantial majority saying that they disapprove of the job it's doing and that its members do not deserve re-election, according to the latest New York Times CBS News poll. And unlike these other polls, like, like uh, uh, Gallup, who, of course, is a right-winger, the Republican, Lou Harris is a Democrat, and George Gallup, or Frank Gallup, whatever the hell his name is. Frank Gallup was on Lights Out, uh, is a Republican, or this polling, I think he's dead. The disdain for Congress is as intense as it's been since 94, when Republicans captured 52 seats to end 40 years of Democratic control of the House and retook the Senate as well. It underlines the challenge the Republican Party faces in trying to hold on to power in the face of a surge of anti-incumbent sentiment, in spite of the ineptitude of the very, very weak-kneed Democratic Party. Very, very weak. 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 Like Al Martino said in The Godfather, my voice is weak. Weak. And we say to the Democratic Party, You can act like a man! Look out! But for all the clear dissatisfaction with the 109th Congress, 39% of respondents said their own representative deserved re-election, compared with 48% who said it was time for somebody new. Like Clay Shaw. Get him out of there. Goodbye, Clay. Get lost. What is more, it seems highly unlikely Democrats will experience a sweep similar to the one Republicans experienced in 94. Most analysts judge only about 40 house seats to be in play at the moment, as Joe Namath would say, in play. Those bucks, man, they sure can't play. Compared with over the Dolphins, man, they really can't play. Oh, not even with each other. 
compared with over 100 seats in play at this uh, point 12 years ago, in large part because redistricting has created more safe seats for both parties. Real scam. The poll also found that President Bush had not improved his own or his party's standing through his intense campaign of speeches and events and uh, dog and pony shows surrounding the fifth anniversary of 9-11. The speeches were at the heart of a Republican strategy to thrust national security to the forefront in the fall elections. In other words, the bottom line of their strategy is... Be afraid. Be very afraid. Right. Mr. Bush's job approval rating was still 37% of the poll virtually unchanged from last time CBS News poll in August. So unlike those other polls, oh, he's making a little uptick. Yeah, uptick my ass. On the issue that had been a bulwark for Mr. Bush, 54% said they approved of the way he was managing the effort to combat terrorists, again, again unchanged from last month. Republicans continued to hold a slight edge over Democrats on which party was better at dealing with terrorism, though that edge didn't grow since last month's poll, despite Mr. Bush's flurry of speeches on national security, including the one from the Oval Office on the night of 9-11. The Times CBS News poll found a slight increase in the percentage of Americans who said they approved of the way Mr. Bush had handled the war in Iraq. Oh, that must be because it's going so well. Up to 36% from 30%. The results also suggest after bottoming out this spring, his approval ratings on the economy and foreign policy returned to levels about a year ago, both at a meager 37%. Wow. Across the board, the poll found marked disenchantment with Congress highlighting the opportunity Democrats see to make the argument for a change in leadership. In one striking finding, 77% of respondents, including 65% of Republicans, said most members of Congress had not done a good job, not good enough to deserve re-election. It was time for some new peoples. That's the highest number of voters saying it's time for new people since the fall of 94. In the poll, 50% said they would support a Democrat in the fall congressional elections, compared with 35% who said they'd support a Republican. How do you like that? And, of course, anybody with a brain said, Hub Mollendrier, you know, they're all a bunch of crooks and gangsters and incompetence, and what's going on? Why are they stealing our money? What are they doing with our money? Oh, here's, what's this Sean Penn movie now? Is this all the King's Men? Okay, yes. Jude Law and Kate Winslet and Academy Award winner Anthony Hopkins now matters over there with Pentimity. And the motion picture event of the fall all the King's Men. See, I told you. Well, we're movie intensive on this show. We like a good flick. 1,015 votes. It's not even 11 o'clock. 10.15, baby, at 10.40. How do you like that? Whichever time you like better, 10.15. We like 10.40 better because we get out yeah. of here sooner. In fact, we like even 12.40 better. The biggest names, the best talent. Sleepers. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560 QAM. WQAM. Hey, man. Hey, who's this? It's uh, Jeff. Hey, I was in your restaurant, and uh, it smelled like updog. What is up, Doug? I don't know. What's up, G? Yo, yo, yo. Get it? No. Okay. Richard speaking. Would you like to place a catering order? Hey, Richard. Yes. I was in your restaurant, my wife and I, and, and she was commenting, as I was, that it smelled like up dog. Like what? Up dog. What is up dog? No, nah, what's up with you, G? Get it? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, hi, uh, Gesundheit. <laughs> hey, I was in your place, and it smelled like updog. What's updog? Uh, not much. What's up with you, G? Yeah, what's up, dog? What's happening, dog? Yeah, not much, yo. I'm busy. What do you want? Your place smelled like updog. Okay, bye. Get it? Yeah, hey, how are you? Good. Hey, I was in your place, and it smelled like updog. What is updog? I don't know. What's up with you, G? Get it? <laughs> Richard Branson of Virgin Airlines just pledged $3 billion to help fight global warming, and Bubba's standing behind him there on the stage. And Richard right. Dreyfus, isn't that Richard Dreyfus, or am I, somebody looks like it? I don't know. I'm not on this. Who is that? And then that money. Spanish soaps, man. 
I beg your pardon? You're watching uh, Drop in the Spanish Soap? Well, watch there on there. Watch where you're dropping. Over there on the right there? I came up with a solution for all the problems in the world. You know what it is? The best tactic. Some, some very brave American is going to kidnap Wolf Blitzkrieg. They're uh-huh. going to put him in a dungeon, and they're going to force-feed him trafe. Ooh. They're going to force-feed him Wendy's bacon triple cheeseburgers. Half a dozen of them. Right on Russia's show this weekend. Help. How can I get involved in that project? Mums are bastard he is, man. He's on her. Why do they keep putting him on her like he's some kind of an objective? It's one thing to be on that stupid uh, show of his, you know. In the situation room, in the pedantic situation room, I'm Wolf Blitzkrieg, yeah. But then they put him on her some panel. I forget who he was on with your buddy, uh, uh-huh. loaned me $50 the other night. Well, the Republicans are very good. They're wonderful at getting out the vote. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he's got his head so far up the, the neocon ass, man. It'll take, a, it'll take a, a party of eight to get it out of there. Forget about party of five. Now, I did order Freaks and Geeks uh, from Amazon. It's going to be here in a day or two. I And you didn't even know about it. You didn't even know what it was. Well, I'd heard about it when it was out. I never, I never even heard it. about it. It was on one season and NBC yeah. yanked it. Must have been really good then. Well, I'll tell you one thing. On IMDb, the kids liked it anyway. And James Franco was in it. He played uh, Danny Desario. So the old people like it, too. The only reason I got it. 9.5 out of 10 out of 847 votes. When the last time you saw a show or a movie that got a, n- a number like that? Did you ever see it, Josh? No, I can't say I have. You ever hear of it? Yeah. yeah. Freaks and Geeks. TV show about two unique groups of teenagers dealing with life in high school during the 80s. And James Franco's in it. That's good enough for me. That's all I care about. Because that's uh, 99. That's seven years ago. He'd have been like uh, 21. He would have looked really good then, you know? You faggot. That's right. You betcha. So that's uh, on the way. Let's see. Before we get to the tabloids, well, there, there is some heavy-duty stuff in the tabloids. It's not Tom's baby. <laughs> Steve Irwin autopsy shocker. What really killed him? I told you it was John Mark Carr. Bombshell new book. Die didn't know who fathered Harry. And you know something? Not that anybody cares in America. We don't give a crap about any of them uh, blue-nosed idiots, those Nazis. But the fact of the matter is they got the Harry's, who's, he's really incredibly ugly, and uh, then again, so is that whole family. But they got the picture. Oh, there's John Travolta smooching that guy on the plane. But uh, he looks like, uh, what was that guy's name? Hewitt. He could do it, not Foster Hewitt. The guy that Diana was uh, doing. Remember that? Well, anyway, we'll get to that. I'll go through both the Globe and the Inquirer. The day Hillary went berserk, White House exorcism. <laughs> oh, there's some beautiful stuff in here. But... Health authorities hunting the source of a nationwide E. coli outbreak are focusing on nine California farms after discovering what could be a crucial clue, an open bag of spinach. Oh, my God. Left in the refrigerator of someone sickened by the bacteria. How do you like that? An open bag of spinach. I tell you, the Italians love spinach, boy. They use it in a lot of things. You ever have spinach yeah. ravioli? Yeah. Mm. Cool. Oh, you don't like spinach. We've been through this before. Yeah. You lied. Ooh. The bag of tainted dull baby spinach. See, it's dull. Uh-oh. They're never going to advertise on this station, believe me, so we can rip them an ass. And, of course, it's, you know, anybody that's got the same name as Bob Dole, we're not too fond of. Hey, they... By the way, do you think that uh, uh, Sophia was a little grossed out when the king took off that uh, phony hand, you know, Josh? You do remember that, don't you? No. no. See, you, know, you didn't see this movie. Right, yeah. When he saved, he saved Tristan as a, a young kid, and he had his hand sliced off when he reached in there, he yanked him out of that thing, and he had a phony hand. You don't remember that? No, I don't. And on their wedding night, uh, he said to her, you know, maybe you can accept me even though I'm not whole. And she said, yeah, I got a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And he said, yeah, that was what I was hoping. But anyway, when you stopped. The bag of tainted dual baby spinach is the smoking gun that's allowed investigators to zero in on three counties in California's greater Salinas Valley. So Dr. Mark Horton, I wonder if he ever ate at Tim Hortons. 
Officials said consumers shouldn't eat bagged spinach even as they closed in the source of the bacteria as likely somewhere in Monterey, San Benito, or Santa Clara counties, California. That's where a lot of the evil stuff comes. The West Coast, usually Arizona or places like that. In fact, the first case of this crud was in New Mexico. Ever been in New Mexico? No. I've driven through it. It's and beautiful. No, thank you. I'll opt out. Well, why not? Uh, you don't want to drive through the... the it's the called mo- Mexico. No, no. New Mexico. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the, the scenery and the mountains. It's, the colors are beautiful. It, it's In the summertime, it's just incredible driving. Uh, on the way to California. Desert. On the way to go out there and see Arnold. Out Albuquerque. Yeah. You been there? No, that's where there's uh, aliens uh, took the lady in a blue van. Oh, that's right. The Runaway Bride. I guess I'll have to play that. Now. I don't want to play that. Do I want to play that? No. I don't want to hear it again. Anyway, here's the uh, poll. I don't, did I ever do this poll or not? This one oh, here that we're talking about today? Yeah. I don't think so. Did you did you add, I hate this poll? Oh, you did. We got 13 already. See how that goosed it up? That's why we got 1,042. We're going to be close to 1,100 votes by uh, 11 o'clock. And then maybe we'll be close to 1,200 by 12. And then by 1 o'clock, we'll have one vote. What do you, you see the way this works? Mm-hmm. That show is a sports show, man. When he started rambling, I, I wish you wouldn't pot that up so early. You know, it, it gets me what very early? depressed because I like till. him. He sounds like a good... What? We potted it up at four till today. Well, that, that's too soon. What, what, two after? Does that sound uh, better? That, that would be, that, at least I wouldn't hear that. Man, is that depressing. Oh, yeah, we got to talk a lot more about high school football. High school football, my ass. Are you people crazy? This is South Florida. This is supposed to be a major market, not something like, like Geneva, New York. Canandaigua, New York, where we're worrying about the Canandaigua Redskins or whatever the hell we used to be. I, who cares? Jesus, man. Stop with the narrow casting. Talk to the broad audience. Talk to some broads. <laughs> yeah. Talk to, yeah. Or about some broads. Right. There you go. Talk about some big boobs besides the one that play games and take showers together. Sounds awfully, awfully gay to me. In fact, you notice that seems to be their big topic on there now. They, uh, they what, do what makes it. you gay? They're obsessed with that. I think people are... Well, let's get to this poll. That's not the name. Huh? It ties right in. I know all I, I know all I need to know about somebody if they vote Republican, 379. Believe O.J.'s innocent, 170. Deny the Holocaust, 153. Like Ahmadinejad. Homeschool their kids, 101. Oh, I just like saying that, Ahmadinejad. I mean, I better play that. He just said it was exaggerated. I beg your pardon? In that interview, remember? Yeah, he just said, uh, what about uh, all the other people? Big a deal no, he, no, that isn't what he said. He said, what about all the other, there were 60 right. million people killed? Which he does have some kind of a point, but he's a virulent anti-Semite. Sure. You can understand that. But he's got reasons. Wear religious headgear, 97. Speak with a lisp, 38. That's helped me a lot. Listen to sports talk, 33. What if they listen to sports talk and talk with a lisp? What do you say then? You fairy. Watch the view, 28. Boy, I, I, I take a dim view of that piece <laughs> of garbage. Call talk radio. Call radio talk show is 26. Well, you don't have to worry about that. They're not calling this one. Not when I'm on. Only when George is on. Although uh, Josh does take calls off the air. Hi. So, you know. Uh, I hate this poll 13 and vote. If they vote for Ralph Nader, we know 11. We know that. No sense. No feeling. 1,053 votes. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Yeah, I think uh, who's going to take that assignment to kidnap both Blitzkrieg and lock him up somewhere? He, he is uh, the Antichrist, man. He, he's evil incarnate, as Howard Beale would say. Who said that? Who did say that? It was a line from Network, but who the hell said that? Evil incarnate. Don't you remember that? Maybe it was Lorraine Dobbs. No, Lorraine Dobbs was a badass commie. Uh, Pico. Yeah. Not too pink, though. She was good. Well, everybody in the movie was good, but Josh didn't like it. You know, It's one of those things. Can't, can't we get you to watch it again and stay, take some notos? Stop it. I like the message of the movie. No, but, but can't, how, how far is the movie? What do you want, about 10 minutes? I was mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this 
anymore. All over the world, people are opening up the windows and yelling that out there, even though it's a little delayed reaction, you know? Well, they should be. You know how many years later it is? About 30, man. Because I'm pretty sure it was 76. Am I wrong about that? Was it 72? Are we go All day long, we're going to be Googling movies on here. This is pretty exciting. I, I like IMDb a lot. It's a very useful resource. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Absolutely. Now, let's see. What am I looking for? Network just the year. See who gets this first. <clears throat> of course, that would all depend on who's got the fastest computer. 1976, like I said. See how fast this baby is? Mm -hmm. I really would get you one of these computers if you want, if you thought it would be valuable That's to you. That's sweet. As, as much as I, I would hate to turn down the offer of a nice, new, slick computer, the problem here is the, the connection. There's nothing wrong with this computer. Especially oh. after I, I paid for a 250-gig hard drive to stick in here so I can hold oh all that God. music. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, well. And, and what do you expect from uh, QAM from Beasley Broadcasting? Uh, you think you're going to give us like our own exclusive uh, line on there with the Internet? That's all I expect. My oh, then, that's right. Very well said. The, write down the moment, the 1056 on Thursday, September 21, 2006. George stuck it right where it belongs, man. That's all we expect is a paycheck. Nothing more, mm -mm. nothing less. The biggest names, the best talents. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? They're back. Your favorite Jewish rock and roll nostalgia band. It's Rosh Hashanah -na with their greatest hits album, Sock Hop at the Synagogue. My Yes, Rosh Hashanah -na has reformed to bring you 12 kosher cuts of Hoffman Hebrew hijinks. That joy isn't good for you. This album should be in every Orthodox rocker's collection. Rolling Stone gives it five stars of David. Did I wonder, wonder, did I wonder who, who wrote the book of Job? Stock Hop at the Synagogue, new from Rosh Hashanah. Available at all record stores. We'll talk price when you get here. Don't pass over this album. The Hebrew. It's 1101. I'll tell you one thing. I sure like Walmart a lot better than we ever did before. Really? Well, wait till you hear this. All right. Even though they are evil and they stick their testicles and tentacles mm -hmm. into every place they can. Walmart announced today, only seconds ago, I just, in fact, the paper is still hot in my hand, that it will start a test program in Florida where it will sell generic prescription drugs for $4 for a 30-day supply. About 30, man. The test will start tomorrow in 65 Tampa Bay area stores and is to expand to the entire state by January. In a statement, CEO Lee Scott says the world's largest retailer intends to take the program to as many states as possible next year. On average, generic drugs tend to cost between $10 and $30 for a month-long supply. The world's biggest retailer said it will test the program in Florida that will make 291 generic drugs available, which are used to treat a variety of conditions from allergies to high blood pressure for only $4 per, per uh, prescription for up to a 30-day supply. It will also be available for, to the uninsured. The group will be launched on Friday at 65 Walmart Neighborhood Mall, uh, Mall Market and San... Let me say it again. 65 Walmart, Neighborhood Market, and Sam's Club pharmacies in the Tampa Bay area in Florida and expanded to the entire state of Florida in January. The company said it plans to take the program to as many states as possible next year. They are sweeping the world. They're, they're going to extract every dime, every penny, every shekel from your pocket. They're even going to reach into your with a long probe and get everything you got. I was ready to give them everything I got in the hallway until they finally stopped that oh. damn fire alarm thing. That was driving me wacko. 
Now, that's got to be the longest one they've ever run, just, you know, just to piss me off, I'm sure. Each day in our pharmacies, we see customers struggle with the cost of prescription drugs, said Walmart CEO H. Lee Scott Jr. in a statement, no relation to Ray Fisher Jr., by cutting the cost of many generics to $4, or Eddie Lohmeyer Jr., by cutting the cost of many generics to $4, we're helping to ensure that our customers and associates get the medicines they need at a price they can afford. The initiative will be the fourth time since last October that Walmart has moved to improve health benefits. Well, that goes on. It's kissing their ass. We don't want to do that. About the unions. and it, uh, We don't care about any of the rest of that. We, are, we already know that. We've covered it with a blanket. But this thing is kind of interesting, you don't think? What, that drug thing? Yeah, 291 generic drugs, 4 bucks for a 30-day supply. Mm-hmm. I'd what's like to find out what... Huh? What's, the, uh, what's their scam? Is that what you were going to say? No, no, I, I said I'd like to find out what the 291 drugs are, or at least right. the ones that I take are on there, you know, like, because uh, some of them are, like, are expensive as hell, like Plavix. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that's not going to be on there for 4 bucks for, uh, for, 30, for 30 pills. Do you know how much it costs for, like, 100 uh, Plavix? Or they don't no. even give you 100. They give you, like, no. 90. About 300 bucks. You following that? Uh-huh. 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 That's, that's well, steep. Yeah, steep. Steep my ass. A little tea, and we'll have some uh, lunch. Bill O'Reilly's death wish. Uh-oh. Bill O'Reilly may be, Well, let's, uh, let's grant him his wish. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Well, there's Ahmadinejad holding a news conference at the U.N. Again, we will simply monitor this process. Yeah, they don't want to put it on the air because he might say something that uh, might no, make some it, sense. Cause I'm, I'm going to learn how to say his name. Is it Ahmadinejad? No, Dad. Daddy-o. 1077 on the pool. We'll have 1100 and a shake, two shakes of a lamb's tail, and we can go home. Bill O'Reilly may be the most fervent flag waver on cable, a patriot who believes in torturing terrorists and profiling all Muslims. But is that enough to get him targeted by Al Qaeda? This ask and uh, what is this on? This is on code or radar online. The loofah-loving Fox News host is raising plenty of eyebrows around the orifice after telling Barbara Wawa in an interview with ABC's 2020 that the FBI came in and warned me and a few other people at Fox News. She's another one. She has no business ever having been on oh. here, being on now, on The View, The uh, Stew. The right. She is pathetic. She makes me hate my ears. She's got a horrendous speech defect. She's got nothing to say to anyone. She's just an idiot. Have you what we, what yeah, kind of she's a like, another, she's like a step away from Fran Drescher, a walking ant for anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah. The loofah-loving Fox News host, that's uh, O'Reilly again, is raising plenty of eyebrows around the office after telling Bobwa that the FBI came in and warned me and a few other people at Fox News that Al-Qaeda had us on a death list. Oh, man. He must be sharing some of Russia's stash. Talk about hallucinating. O'Reilly describes the experience as well as other violent threats he says he's received from various kooks as disconcerting. But the reaction from some of his colleagues sounds more like disbelief. I've never heard that before, says a correspondent for Fox News, who added that neither he nor anyone who's spoken to it the network has been warned by the FBI. I do know the government has warned Fox about threats in the past, but I don't think they involve specific people, said this anonymous person. A high-level executive at another cable news channel was less circumspect. That sounds like absolute bullshit to me. It's typical O'Reilly, he says. We've never received any similar warnings from the FBI or any other government agency, and we've done plenty of reporting to piss off bin Laden. Spokespeople at CBS News and ABC also said their networks did not receive warnings. It's only Bill O'Reilly, baby. Asked about O'Reilly's claim, Fox News' reaction was equally confounding. Media Relations Director Leah Yoon repeatedly insisted the network had nothing to say because O'Reilly's interview was being aired on ABC. We should be shouldering the burden of somebody uh, saying something else on some other network, she said. In other words, ask them. And Cox Hoyt. Guess what month Leah was born in? I don't know, October. Yoon. Anyway, there you go. There's a Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Ahmadinejad. Yeah, now you got it, Dad. Ahmadinejad. Ahmadinejad. Yeah, see if you say it over and over again. Ahmadinejad. 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 
We never stole a freight train. We won't poison their food. They're kishki. Yeah, get out of here. Okay, here's the Globe and the Inquirer this week. They are hot, man. There's some good... I'm going to go through page by page. I want to share... First, here's a picture down and dirty. Prince William, who is uh, really unctuous. He's got the same big ears and the uh, uh, donkey teeth as Daddy. Mm-hmm. Likes to roll around in the mud and crushed shells. Had a grubby ball while vacationing in the Spanish Isle of Ibiza with girlfriend Kate Middleton. Do you know who Kate Middleton is? No. no. Oh. Oh, Jared. Remember I was asking about Jared Leto the other day? Well, there he is dressed up in kind of a vampire outfit. with For, a, uh, for his huh? band... Yeah. Jared Lido, who's uh, the front man for 30 Seconds to Mars, About 30, man. literally grabs a piece of cake while celebrating the bank's record, A Beautiful Lie, going gold on its first anniversary. And they got like a make-believe gold record there in the middle of the cake. See, I was just asking you about Jared Lido the other day, asking you should mm-hmm. tell Oh, Andy Griffith's fight for life. 80-year-old <laughs> star rushed to ICU in pretty bad shape. Now, let's see. I'm looking at that picture there. Jim Neighbors. Jim Neighbors, she's dead, right? I don't know. Oh, better Google Jim Neighbors. I bet you got some neighbors who are dead. Yeah, I do. Oh, uh, Don Knotts, he just croaked. Who's the little kid? Who was the little kid on that show? That wasn't Ronnie, uh, what's yes. his name? Yes, Howard. Ronnie Howard. Opie. Oh, he was just as ugly then as he is now. And Andy Griffith, there they are. Opie and Anthony? He's alive. Oh, I think that's going to be our new morning show, Opie and Anthony. He's still alive, Jim Neighbors. Well, hey, Jimmy. Jimmy. You fairy. TV legend Andy Griffith is reeling from new health crisis. The actor underwent emergency surgery after falling and breaking his hip. Anybody care about Andy Griffith? No. Okay, I'll move on to the next story. Oh, baby number two for Tom and Katie, and a wedding is in the works, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is in the globe of them. But the um, Enquirer is reporting it's not Tom's baby. Wait till you find out whose it is. You'll be real excited. Well, I know I was. Somebody I like a lot. Not uh, Tristan, uh, what's his name? James Franco. (laughs) American. Yeah, I've I got to find out a little bit more about his uh, background. He's Jewish, though, I told you that. Which tells me one of the most important things I need to know. Anyway, I don't care about baby number two. That's just, you know, Michael Jackson's got two also. Uh, DUI Diva, is the party over for Paris? We can only hope so. Let's see. Who's hot? we got Martin Sheen. And who's not? Pamela Anderson. That's good news to you, since you hate her like poison. <sighs> the buxom bombshell admits she spends a whopping $9,000 a day on makeup. What a waste, it says. <laughs> oh, yeah. In other words... Gornish Telfin, don't help, sweetheart. Ugh. Man. Kelly Clarkson, the American Idol winner, sold her $60,000 hot pink Mustang convertible after learning that an adult film star had the exact same model. Grow up, Kelly, it says. Let's see. Today's star's abuse ordeal, Meredith Vieira. I wonder if she was abused by Matt Lauer. Or maybe the weather the weather guy. What's his name? The uh, black, uh, fat... Al Roker? Al Roker. The one that's tiptoeing along there. He's, uh, he's high-stepping it in that promo. Oh, here it is. Diana didn't know who fathered Harry. Don't tell me Diana was sleeping around when she was married to such a prestigious, fine-looking queen, I mean, uh, prince. <laughs> uh, I've got news for you. you know, I don't care what anybody says. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions, just that usually they're wrong, you know? Diana, mm-hmm. I, I, I have she seen better things in the bull. faced ugly uh, right, Exactly. She fit right in with that family of sure. donkey-faced, uh, buck-toothed uh, goofballs. She fit right in there. She was ugly, man. She was much to do about nothing. I mean... And anyway, so, uh, you know, like the, uh, the son, he looks uh, like William. 
who from a distance looks really good, but then you get a little bit closer, and you're, oh, that's a Charles all over again with the ears and the teeth. Prince Harry, you know, he's the uh, kind of like orange-headed, uh, goofy one yeah, yeah. with a real ruddy red complexion. Uh, it says, uh, Princess Diana never knew for sure who fathered her son Harry. That's the shocking revelation royal author Nicholas Davies makes in his blockbuster new book, Diana, The Killing of a Princess. I'll get back to you, Diana. Davies reveals that Diana began a passionate affair with dashing British Army officer James Hewitt in 83. James Hewitt, did he do it? A year before, she got pregnant with Harry. And then they got the pictures here, and I got news for her. He looks a hell of a lot more like James Hewitt than he does like Charlie, which is, thank God for that, for him. Wow. Yeah, he's got the same face. That Prince Charles, man, I've got news for him, man. When they invented the word Mias, they had him in mind. He is, and, of mm. course, another donkey tooth is Camilla. Oh, yeah. They all, they all got, the, they're all got the same genes, man. Oh, the pasty inbred Brits, man. Yes, that's correct. Only Charles, a few close friends in the Royal Protection Police, were aware that Diana was Hewitt's lover before Harry's birth. And the reality is, according to Davies, she isn't sure who was Harry's father. In her heart, she wanted to be Hewitt and suspected it was more likely to be him than her husband. Their relationship had developed into a full-blown sexual relationship shortly before she discovered she was pregnant. But at the same time, she was still sleeping with Charles. Ah, ah, that, that would be like uh, as old as sleeping with that big uh, beast-looking guy. I saw that in the movie, and I thought to myself, the Beast has got a wife? The biggest name, oh. the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Wait a minute, sorry. One okay, moment, no, no pressure. Don't get in that Mercedes. Princess I we're begging, please. Paparazzi's coming after you. You're going to crash into a wall. No more rich guys for you. Princess Di is gone. Oh, Princess Di. Princess Di is gone. She's really gone. Went into a tunnel. Hello, wall. Touch with his German roots, that's all. What's wrong? It's 1119 at 560 WQM. Speaking of anti Semites, there's your buddy Ahmadinejad. The Iranian government. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, this, if I can intersperse, because I want to get through all this tabloid stuff yeah, today. Yeah, start dispersing. No, I'm serious. This is, uh, just came in. Just came in hot off the news wires from the QM news department. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. It's a sports show. Oh, God. Not that they lied to me or anything like that, you understand. Did they? Well, not they, somebody. I see. Joe Mama, or Joe somebody. A group of young boys attacked a homeless man who was sitting on a bench at Esplanade Park last night, inflicting serious injuries. Here we go again. It's like a hobby now in uh, Broward. It was the second attack on helpless homeless people at the park by youth in eight months. Today, Sean Canoni. Oh, no. Uh, a spokesman for the homeless voice, a real 
mm-hmm. warned in a news release that Fort Lauderdale is going to be known as the hate crimes capital of the USA. Florida will once again be the most dangerous state for homeless people in the U.S. Yeah, especially if he puts, keeps putting them out there in street corners. Homeless advocates plan to alert the homeless to possible danger by passing out flyers and talking to them later this afternoon. I wonder if he's still living in that big expensive house, Sean Canoni. William Dale Teeters, 44. Oh, you can't say teeters on the air. As in, nice teeters, huh? Cute. How about nice taters? William Dale Teeters, 44, was stabbed several times, but he was so bloody, investigators couldn't immediately tell the extent of his injuries, said Catherine Collins, police spokeswoman, no relation to Joe Collins, former first baseman of the Yankees. Teeters was initially identified as William Peters by police late yesterday. The accident happened around 9.30 last night in the 400 block of Southwest 2nd Street. Not a good hood. Peters told officers he was reading a book when one of the four boys on bicycles punched him in the face. One of the youths cut him in the head with a knife. When Teeters ran, the boys chased him and he was stabbed in the upper back. It seems like he tried to defend himself and was cut, Collins said he did have some serious gashes. The slash opened up his forehead. Ugh. Sounds like something from Tristan and Isolde. And by the way, it's not Isolde, okay? I hate to break the news. Maybe Zelda, but not Isolde. Isolde. Yeah. Tristan. Rhymes with Tristan. Teeters was treated at Broward General Medical Center, released around 9.30 this morning. The hunt is on for the boys involved in the attack. Police think all the boys would be between the ages of 12 and 15 and ought to be murdered. They ought to be uh, executed right on national TV. That would get Katie some numbers on the Katie Couric CBS News. I would even turn over to watch that. I'd pull the switch. I'd fire the shots. Esplanade Park was the scene of a fatal homeless beating on January 12th that shocked the country, as I'm sure you'll recall, unless you've been hiding in a cave somewhere. Like Tristan and Azul, they were hiding in a cave. Norris Gaynor, 45, was beaten to death by three teens who police had attacked two other homeless men that same night. Well, we know that. Anyone with information on this latest attack is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 954-493-TIPS. 954-493-TIPS. And those kids ought to be like horsewhipped and tied to a post and let everybody beat the crap out of them with a baseball bat and then executed on TV, what's ever left of them. Getting back to Diana, just briefly, because I know nobody cares about her and her donkey teeth. Who? Ever since Diana died in Paris Tunnel nine years ago, nine years, wow, man. Uh, rumors have swirled that she was wearing an engagement ring given to her by Dodi Fayed, fueling speculation that she was murdered because she was going to marry a Muslim. But Diana's former butler, Paul Burrell, reveals she was indeed wearing Fayed's ring, but it was on her right hand, and they were not going to get married. She made it clear this was not an engagement ring, he says in his new book on Diana, The Way We Were. Oh, the way we were, which is a good lead into that picture of uh, Bab Streisand. Wait, mm-hmm. seriously, when you see this, you'll thank me profusely for turning you on to this issue of the inquiry. You have never, and, and, and she looks beautiful compared to a Ferris Fawcett. Morell says that Fayette had showered, which is nice for a guy from the Middle East. Oh, I see, showered, died with romantic gifts, but she fretted about what might come next. What do I do, Paul? Oh, not her. Oh, please, no, please. Oh, not heir of uh, Rosh Hashanah. Get her out of here. Is it? What? Russia this Turner. weekend is a Jew New Year, man. You better you better start learning your Jew holidays. I thought I had you educated. Well, I had that calendar, but it's uh, out of date. I haven't gotten a new one. Well, how about the regular pedestrian calendar on the wall in there? It's clear over in the other room. I can't read that. What does it say in there, Josh? Look at Saturday. What does it say? Does it say Rosh Hashanah now? Besides the uh, 23rd. Yes, it does. Rosh Hashanah. There you go. So I'm assuming that means uh, it's tomorrow night at sundown. Is that correct? Right. Well, I'm, like I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Hey, I know. <laughs> well, it could be Saturday now. It could I be Shabbos. I, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care, to be very honest. Oh, how can you say that? Can't you be a little more Jewish, please? Your mother would be so... She couldn't care less, even when she was alive. Liza, Lisa, Liza Minnelli, divorce battle turns even uglier. Even uglier than she is, which is saying a lot. Now, what's uh, her husband, David, G-E-S-T? Is that jest? Guest? Guest. Gay. I could have guessed myself. I bet. The already nasty divorce... Now, who are we supposed to know who he is? He's a concert promoter. There you go. 
The nasty divorce between Liza and concert promoter David Guest has taken another vicious down and dirty turn. The 60-year-old stage and screen star now accuses her estranged hubby of trying to poison her, and Guest 53 has blasted back, charging that Liza had sexually, a sexually transmitted disease but hid it from him. Ah. Where'd she hide papers, it? I beg your pardon? Where'd she hide it? Rectum. In papers filed in Manhattan Supreme Court, Liza claims that she was living in fear while she and Guest were together, terrified that he was trying to poison her with drugs. But Guest, who previously claimed the Oscar winner, uh, winner repeatedly battered him, accuses her of hiding her STD herpes simplex from him until well after they tied the knot. And sometimes they'll give you a knot, like on your lip. He claims he, or somewhere else here, claims he only found out about it six months after they wed. Now Guest's attorneys are demanding that Liza reveal when and how she became infected, and they plan to make her medical condition an issue in the bitter divorce. Right. If she had herpes before they wed March 2002, that would be a fraud, and their prenup could be thrown out. Oh, I'm sorry. They're not having sex. Sick of these people. Well, of course not. She's nothing but a fag hag anyway, just like her mother was. Right. Let's see. Fergie, we don't care about Fergie. We don't care about Mariah Carey. Here is a good one. You're going to love this one, guarantee you. Uh-huh. All right. I, I'm telling you, seriously, I know a lot of people laugh at this stuff, but everybody, and even and the more they care about this stuff and the more fascinating they find it, the more they deny it and lie about it. They do care. That's why I'm incorporating it into my new uh, format for this show, a lot of this stuff. Sports? Yeah, oh, anything but. Anything but sports. High school football, seriously, I don't think I'll ever... No, I, I don't think I'll ever recover from hearing them talking. We should talk a lot more. No, you should not. Oh. You should not. Please. Unless there's some hot-looking quarterback on one of the teams, then I want to hear about it. But other than that, forget about it. Jesus, God. You fairy. Man. Oh, it's about Larry King's underwear. I'll get to it after the break, though. I thought he wore See, depends. a little tease. Huh? I thought he wore depends. <laughs> Blue ones, though. 1126 on the poll. We might be dancing with 1200 by 12 noon. Didn't I predict that? Mm-hmm. Dancing with Wolf, with Wolf Liskrieg. It's trafe, Wolf. It's trafe. They're, they're trafing up your food for the Jews' holidays. How do you like that? You Israeli-loving, phony baloney. You Bush-loving piece of turd. You, you right-wing, phony Zionist maniac. I'd like to stick his ass in the kibbutz and the rest of them in jail somewhere. Ahmadinejad said... nuclear program. 27 after the hour, QM. we got the Mad Dog coming up at 2 o'clock. Have you ever felt the moment you pay for something is the moment the store stops carrying and says, Good luck to you. Goodbye. Dollar mattress is always at their best after you buy your new mattress. Like I've been doing for years, what you ought to do if the old mattress is lumpy and worn out and just had it, just call 1-800-MATTRESS. That's all it takes is that one easy call. Get factory direct prices lower than the chain stores, and Dollar Mattress offers you 12 months financing, too. Their whole deal all the way around is so spectacular, you'd have to be a moron to buy a mattress any place or any other way. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. You'll get the lowest prices on the best brands, too. Not any uh, off-brand goods that nobody ever heard of, but the best in the universe, like Sealy and Serta, King Coil, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns and Foster Hewitt. I wonder if he's kind of that, uh, what was the guy's name? Who? Bill? Diana's buddy. Dollar Mattress also delivers a 99.7% on-time delivery rate. You choose the date and time you want that new mattress delivered. Seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. You pick it to our window and they hop right through it. They're there on time every time. Even the same day that you call. As a matter of fact, if you call right now, you could be sleeping in comfort like a baby tonight and for years to come. Aftercare is one of the major reasons why Dollar Mattress continues to be ranked number one in customer satisfaction as they've been for years. So if you need that new mattress for you or maybe for one of the college kids or anybody else, just make that easy call. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, because you can leave the last of this off. stands for Stupendous Sensational Savings. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, 2 a.m. This is 
Southern Bell Operator. I have a collect call from Larry King. Will you accept the charges? No. There's something terrifying on Pacific Air 121. This is your captain. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the live in-flight entertainment. White Snakes on a Plane. Starring Samuel L. Jackson. Again, we're afraid we'll need to make an emergency landing. Tawny contain is sprawled out on the nose of the aircraft. This summer, terror slides and slithers in spandex and silk scars. White snakes on a plane. Oh, no. Don't play that, mother. No. Loan me $50. Uh, from, uh, I view it that uh, Musharraf, uh, they tried to kill, uh, Al-Qaeda, that is, tried to kill Musharraf several times. And... I view President Musharraf as somebody who would like to bring Al Qaeda to justice. As a matter of fact, we'll be discussing with that him on with it, with him on that subject on Friday at the <laughs> That's your buddy with uh, the Wolf Blitzkrieg. This is just because well, which one's my buddy? Trade, making cheeseburgers, both of them, both both in dreary. Eleven hundred and forty-one votes. Excellent poll. Uh, even George admitted that before the show, and this is the poll that uh, Sean sent us in. Thanks, Sean, and George shined him on. Now you just never got it, probably. Like some of those phantom emails, you know, that people say they send it. See that that's that starts getting making you paranoid. It's like gaslight, you know. Right. Like, did I re- did they really send me the email and it just didn't come through, or are they just uh, messing with my mind? And it know? goes both ways. Like, did I really send that email? Or no, no. Well, that could be. I know all I need to know about somebody if they vote Republican 401. Sovereign territory. We would uh, we, we would okay. take the action necessary to bring him to justice. Vote Republican 403. Believe OJ is innocent. 195. Oh yeah, we know about that. Deny the Holocaust. 168. Like Ahmadinejad. Oh, there's Pervert Musharraf. Able to do everything. Yeah, up here. Uh, he said, uh, homeschool for their kids, 111. Wear religious headgear, 101. Strange schmatas. Speak with a lift, 40. Listen to sports talk, 35. That tells me a lot. The more they listen, the more it tells me. Watch The View, 33. Call radio talk shows, 31. I hate this poll, 20. Only 1.7%. You're right, it is a great poll. See, Sean knows his polls, man. And you're uh, dissing him. And vote for Ralph Nader, huh? 12, only a dozen. No, you, he never got it, Sean. Don't feel bad about it. He probably Schmidt canned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1,150. Can I do the Larry King thing about his underwear? Yeah. I mean, I realize that this I, I, is... No, I'm on the edge of my seat there. Not as important a lot of other things that are going on in the world, but I don't want to get too newsy. That guy will call in, you know, if he ever took any calls, which I won't. Uh, here's something CNN's Larry King is unlikely to dish about on his show. The TV talker is so superstitious that he only wears blue underwear when he flies. <laughs> Turns out Larry had that color on the first time he ever set foot on an airplane and has kept up the strange habit ever since. He wears a strange habit. Yeah, like it's, it's worked, see? He hasn't crashed yet. Yeah, not yet. Now, what about Catherine Harris? Has she got blue know. underwear? Or does Larry only fly JetBlue Airlines as well? No, oh, I hear that Larry lately has been having brown underwear. Oh. Anyway, here's a picture. This is Terry. This is another one of those you got to get the uh, magazine, Globe, to see the picture. Okay. Aussie actress Kate Blanchett, and here's a picture of her puffing on a faggot. Okay. With shades on. All right. She, she honest to God, did not she was in. Uh, uh, she's in a lot of things. She's uh, she's got a fat nose. Ripley. She is a nasty, 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 nasty looking thing. Otherwise, she's great. I mean, so am I, but I'm not in movies, you know. Kate Blanchett is a dead ringer for young Bob Dylan, and it shows the two pictures. <laughs> Man, couldn't separate him with a crowbar. <laughs> for her role in the upcoming biopic, I'm not there. 
Others who played legendary singer at various stages of career include Heath Ledger, Richard Gere. Oh, Heath Ledger and Richard Gere. Yay. And Christian Bale. As Dylan himself would say, the times they are changing. Well, that's cute. Leo DiCaprio spot. This is this making the scene. I like this. Uh-oh. Isley Brothers lead singer Ron Isley was sentenced to three years and one month in prison for tax evasion in order to pay $3.1 in back taxes to the IRS. Emilio Estrevez is engaged to Sonia Magdevsky. Do we know who she is? No. No. Well, he does. Leo DiCaprio buying pots and pans at Williams Sonoma in Beverly Hills was spotted. Isn't that very uh, domestic? Mm-hmm. Leo. Now, what movie is he in that's coming out? Which I think uh, Matt, Damon, Matt Damon's in it and Jack Nicholson. And Leo got top billing, which I thought was re- amazing. And Jack Nicholson gets third it, it, billing? It's like a cop movie or gangster. No. gangster well, you know what I'm cop. talking Yeah, like about. undercover cop movie or something. Actually oh, are you going to go bad. to that and give me a song to dance that wasn't any good? Because then I'll go right out and get no, it. No, it actually doesn't look that bad oh. from the previews. Well, I'll tell you, the previews with uh, All the King's Men looks pretty good, too. Impressive. Even though what's-her-name is in a Kate Winslet. Oh. Impressive. Nicole Kidman chowing down on an Australian lobster tail while dining with her, her parents at Morton Steakhouse in Vancouver. Lance Armstrong and Paris Hilton ha- hanging out together at the Key Club in L.A. Harrison Ford jogging on Martha's Vineyard. Alyssa Milano having her hairstyle at Amsterdam in Vegas. And here comes the best one of all of these. Michael Bolton belting out a few tunes at the opening of Stone Forge. <laughs> Stoneforge Restaurant in Foxborough, Mass. Oh, man. That's, you know you really made stardom when you're singing for openings of restaurants. Like when, like when you're a greeter at a restaurant, like Larry Glick. What was that, uh, what's the restaurant over there in the uh, Sawgrass? The Forge? No, not the Forge. is not in the Sawgrass. The uh, seafood restaurant from Boston. Oh, uh, legal seafood. Illegal legal seafood. seafood. No comment. OJ has never paid us a dime. Murder victim Ron Goldman's dad sues for the rights to Simpson's name and likeness. Got a real nasty-looking picture of O.J. here, but then again, aren't they all? Disgraced football great O.J. Simpson beat the rap for the murder of ex-wife Nicole and Ron, uh, friend Ron Goldman in criminal court. But Goldman's dad intends to make him pay, pay, pay. Fred Goldman has clobbered O.J. 59 with a lawsuit in L.A. court demanding the marketing rights to his name, image, and likeness. He should have been on a poll yesterday. I bet you he would have beat out uh, Dustin Hoffman. Don't you think? He would have done what to him? Killed him. Oh. Goldman and Nicole's uh, parents won a $33.5 million wrongful death judgment against O.J. in civil court in 97, but he has dodged paying a dime. Goldman said he personally has never paid a dime on the judgment to anybody. He's made it very clear over the years he's got no intention of doing so. That's why Greg Reed and uh, Scuran, both of whom are gone, by the way, and, uh, and what's his name? Sam. Sam is also gone. That's why they worked behind our back to make sure that uh, they flew him in special, paid for his uh, airfare and uh, wind and died. Let, let and the uh, Neil Rogers Golf Tournament. Had a limo for him to take him to the golf tournament and then tried to put him on the air with me, too, on the phone. Mm-hmm. I said, no way, Jose. I, and I'll say it again. We'll even take the call, special. If O.J. wants to call in on the show and confess to the murders, I'll put him on the air. Give him all the time he wants in between breaks. Still, Goldman thirsts for revenge against the former sports star who was acquitted of a double murder. Goldman now wants O.J.'s right of publicity to help pay the estimated $20 million plus interest owed to him in the civil suit. Quick crack in your fingers, man. It'll give, you arth- it'll give you arthritis. And O.J.'s got bad arthritis. He should be a role model for you. He can't run so fast or jump so high. I, I. Maybe that's the reason that he got dumped by Hertz, or maybe because he's a murderer. Meanwhile, O.J.'s attorney claims his client is broke despite the fact that Juice lives in a luxury home in Miami, in Kendall, and sent his two kids by Nicole to costly private schools. It's not a question of intentionally trying to avoid anything, says Yale Galanter. There's no money. Right. Oh. But as Globe reported in our June 26th issue, a raunchy sex tape that appears to show O.J. in a threesome with two women is being sold for 19.95 on the Internet. 
O.J. denies it's him, but David Hans Schmidt, who's promoting the tape, told the Globe, there's no question in my mind the real O.J. is having sex on this tape. Now, in an October 17 hearing in Santa Monica, Goldman and his legal team will go after the rights to collect for any O.J. items that are marketed. Says Goldman, any pain and aggravation I can cause him is just wonderful, to which we say amen. Pain, aggravation, maybe an occasional stabbing or two. The biggest names, the oh, best yeah. talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, U.A.M. The biggest names, the best talent. I bet you, Art Keel got fired from the Big U and went to the University of Mississippi. I bet he got a 20-25% raise. I'm going to give you a true story, a startling story, that last year, coaches on the University of Miami staff made less per position than the assistants working for George O'Leary at the University of Central Florida. Now, I know you're out there driving the car going, no, that can't be true. That is the truth. You can't handle the truth. No, you can't. The Mad Dog, Jim Mannish, oh, wow. Radio 560, QAM. Sports Greer Radio is what the Q's for in QAM. Oh, eins, zwei, eins, zwei, drei, vier. Well, did you hear about the Muslims and what they've done? They set fire to some churches. They shot and killed a nun. They say they're not really violent. They say they're not really mean. All the Muslims I'm mad at. Benedict 16. Benedict 16. What did he say to make those Muslims so angry and act that way? Maybe it's because he's from Germany. He ties his shoes and little Nazis. Benedict 16. Now they're protesting in Cashmere. They're all going insane. Prophet Mohammed, they say the Pope defamed. All over the Middle East, they're burning effigies. All those Muslims I'm mad at, Benedict XVI. All those Muslims I'm mad at, Benedict XVI. Horacio Chavez, El Diablo, is at work in the USA. I've seen this fudge is, uh, again, making up stories. Yeah. How he fled New York after calling uh, El Presidente the devil. He yeah. fled. He went racing out of there. Yeah, he's afraid of all those Bush supporters and what they might do. Yeah. At any rate, uh, be that as it may. Hey, uh, Miss Fudge. You fairy. New Mexico paper receives threat letter, random shootings to start tomorrow, question mark. <clears throat> Interspersing with this very important story about Hillary's White House exorcism. Las Cruces, New Mexico. In fact, wasn't Josh just making fun of New Mexico a little while ago? I think I was. A threat letter received by the Las Cruces Sun News lists tomorrow as the day that random shootings will begin in the city. The anonymous extortion letter stated that a city official deliver a large sum of money by September 22. We leave peacefully. That's tomorrow, in case you haven't checked. Okay. City officials handed out copies of the letter Tuesday in hopes somebody would recognize the handwriting and alert officials. Police Lieutenant Randy Lara. Uh, 
said officials blacked out the deadline and other details, including dates and dollar figures demanded, because they believe releasing that information would compromise the investigation. The Friday deadline coincides with the start of the Whole Enchilada Festival, one of the city's biggest yearly events, the Whole Enchilada. About 50,000 people are expected to attend the three-day festival. You know, I really do miss Taco Bell. Maybe that inspired me to go and get my Taco Bell and eat that pasta. I don't think I better not. Maybe. I don't know. I like it. Lara said security will be enhanced at the event and up to and after the deadline passes. Police will not hesitate to reach out to other agencies for assistance. Officials offering a $25,000 reward to information leading to the arrest, prosecution of whoever sent the letters, saying tomorrow they're going to start shooting up Las Cruces. Well, there is a Hugo uh, handing it up at the U.N., Hugo Chavez, who makes a lot more sense than some people I know, like your president. Well, speaking of your president, Bush's top eight ordered a secret ritual in the White House to exercise the evil influence of Hillary Clinton. This is back in the Globe. Oh, and we don't need to read the exclusive about the, um, the crikey guy. Because all, the whole exclusive thing, the whole, we already know that. That he, if he wouldn't have pulled that, that stinger out, the bar, yeah. he wouldn't have opened up the hole in his heart. Right. It caused his heart to stop beating because all the blood rushed into it. Right. And he would still maybe be alive. Crikey. Well, too late now. Somebody should have told him, I guess. According to a blockbuster new book, Bush's most trusted advisor, the unctuous, bald-headed geek Karl Rove, authorized a ceremony in which a priest and a former Baptist minister tried to purge the West Wing of Hillary in 2001. <laughs> oh, God. How would you like to have been a fly on the wall for that? But the power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Boy! The power of Christ compels you! What the hell movie did I see him in the other day? He was in some, uh, he's pretty good, he's a good actor. Who, Max von Sydow? Max von Sydow. He's great. He was Ming the Merciless. Yeah, he's great. No, that wasn't it. The book, The Architect, Karl Rove and the Master Plan for the Absolute Power, says that it's uh, Father Father uh, Marin. Mm-hmm. I, I always get them confused. Father Karras was, uh, what's his name? Well, not Alex Karras, but Father Karras was the young priest right. who uh, jumped out the window. Yeah. Come in to me. Come in. He was good. He's dead. But uh, Max von, isn't that interesting? What was his name? Jason uh, Robards. Jason uh, something. Miller. Okay. What a memory. Oh, Jesus. I'm pretty sure that's it. You better Google it, though. I think it was Jason Miller. He played Father Karras and Father Mary. And, and the point being that he was like, a, what, about 30 years younger than about 30, man. Max von Sydow. And Max is still alive, and he's asleep with the fishes, Father Karras. Well, he probably shouldn't have jumped out the window. Am I right, Jason Miller? Yeah, I'm looking. Come on. Oh, that's right. You got that slow computer. I could have done it five times already. The book, The Architect, Karl Rove and the Master Plan for Absolute Power. Jason Miller says that when Roe took over the former First Lady's orifice, he had a Catholic blessing to rid it of evil spirits. The secret rite was arranged by Deal Hudson, a former Baptist minister and publisher of a conservative magazine at the time. It was an actual liturgical ceremony, Hudson told authors James Moore and Wayne Slater. We sat at a table, we prayed. A priest had a series of prayers, including a blessing, a brocha. It was about five minutes long, but it was substantial. The authors note that Hudson was Roe's right-hand man for Catholic outreach in the 2000 presidential campaign and attended the ceremony. I saw it as sincere and purifying. The office would be perfectly understandable with all the negativity that Hillary received during her time in the White House, says Hudson. It was a standard sort of blessing. Baruch Carl Rove, like that. But it hasn't seemed to help the Bush administration. It goes on about the plummeting poll numbers. Maybe the blessing wore out, Hudson now says with a smile. Others, however, tell Globe that the ceremony wasn't just a simple blessing. Rove clearly saw it as an exorcism to rid the office of Hillary's evil. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Asked by reporters about the exorcism, Hill replied, I'm speechless. But insiders say that behind the scenes she went berserk. She's seething, says one source. She thinks Bush and his people are painting her as some demented soul taken over by the devil, El Diablo. 
No, we know who that is. Yeah. Hugo told Just ask Hugo. He'll tell you. Do people really think she sits in bed, rotates her head, and spews out green vomit? Maybe that's what turned Bubba off a little bit and got him over there with uh, Monica. Political dirty tricks are one thing, but this is going too far. It says, how do you fight back against something like this? It's just outrageous. Hillary believes the Bush people are just trying to discredit her, and she's fuming. I don't know how she'll get back at them, this article says, but believe me, she will. Sources tell the Globe that several people in the Bush White House do see Hillary as the devil, especially Rove, and he couldn't wait to get the exorcism completed. Rove can't stand the Clintons, especially Hillary, says a source. He views her as the Antichrist. She stood for everything that he hates, her meddling, her brashness, her presumptuousness, and thinking she was op operating in a co-presidency with her husband. He quite clearly believes the Clintons lack morals and family values and are the perfect example of evil in America. <laughs> this is one of the worst slime balls known for the worst dirty tricks and lies and smear and smear jobs that have ever been done, and he thinks that she's evil. Yeah. Talk about the Pope calling the Muslims uh, violent. Gay star dishes on divas, Rupert Everett reveals. Who the hell is Rupert Everett? Never heard of him. Got a picture of him here. I still know who it is. Looks like some kind of a limey bastard. He reveals his obsession with Julie Andrews, his desire to bed Madonna, his fascination with Julia Roberts' sweat, and his fear of mad Sharon Stone, who doesn't look a day over 100 in this picture. Looks like an old washerwoman. Sharon Stone is unhinged. Julia Roberts' sweat is intoxicating. And Madonna's animal magnetism was almost too much for gay actor Rupert Everett to handle. These are just some of the stunning revelations. Aren't you stunned? No. Has your growth been stunted, though? But you may not be stunned. In the eccentric ever revealing in his new autobiography, Red Carpets and Other Banana Skins. I'm sure he's seen a few. I'll bet. The 47-year-old British star who credits Julie Andrews with inspiring his turn down a homosexual path surprisingly had flings with a series of beautiful, high-profile women, including actresses Susan Sarandon and Beatrice Dahl. Who's Beatrice Dahl? I don't know, some doll. And rocker Bob Geldof's late wife, Paula Yates. I'm mystified by my heterosexual affairs, ever admits, but then I'm mystified by most of my relationships, and so am I by looking at this picture. His first love was Andrews, and after seeing Mary Poppins as a young child, he began wearing one of his mom's discarded skirts all the time. Oh, boy. In 86, a grown-up Everett fulfilled a lifelong dream by starring in a movie with Andrews, Duet for One, where he admitted to her, I just want you to know that because of you, I was taken away child psychologist. Everett was equally transfixed by Madonna in a much different way. She oozes sex appeal, he writes about the material yeah, girl. She oh, oozes, yeah. all right. She oozes, uh, that's right, you can smell it. It didn't matter if you were gay or straight. There wasn't a man alive who wouldn't want to bet her. Ah! Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I think there's three of us who'd uh, take El Paso. By the way, he was in a movie called The Right-Hand Man. Yeah. His name in the movie was Lord Harry Iron Minister. Oh, he never got Mr. the chance, but during a dinner party at his Hollywood home, his dog had his way with her. My puppy started to lick her, sniffing her crotch and nipping at her dress before pinning her into a chair and humping her leg, ruining her stockings, he says. It's not the first dog she did, I'll tell you that. Right, Dennis? Everett did get to have a steamy on-screen sex session with Sharon Stone in a different loyalty, a 2004 film about the real-life English spy Kim Philby and his American wife. Her body was extraordinary. He praises beautiful hips, wide shoulders, a flat stomach, shapely breast, and gazelle legs, all wrapped in porcelain skin, powdered and highlighted, waxed and perfumed. But she scared him silly when she confessed to him over dinner she was becoming possessed by Mrs. Philby's spirit. Oh. <laughs> That film went straight to DVD in the States, and Everett's career never blossomed like that of his straight counterpart, Hugh Grant. Oh, Jesus. But he did have one solid hit in My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts. Julia was beautiful and tinged with madness, he says. She smelt vaguely of sweat, which I thought was very sexy. In other words, she don't bathe a lot. Uh -huh. There's a male quality to the female superstar. The smell of sweat is a strange and powerful reminder, attractive and terrifying, of who is wearing the trousers. Oh, brother. In his book... 
He bemoans the corporate takeover of Hollywood, blessing it, blasting it for bucks over everything mentality. He said, I think Tom Hanks is a nice actor, but look at the stuff he's doing. It's terrible. We've lost it with greed and ambition. Look at Johnny Depp doing Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3, each one worse than the last. He says, Tom Cruise isn't a human being. He's a machine who doesn't do films about real people and a bad machine, man. And it fallen star Mel Gibson will be back, he says, because nobody in the entertainment industry can remember what happened the day before yesterday. How do you like that? I remember he jumped up on Oprah's couch and he uh, yelled at Matt Lauer. Yeah. And speaking of John Revolta, wait till we get to that picture again. You fairy. When's he coming out? 11.57 at QM. we got Mad Dog at 2. And don't forget that power hour time to take a shower between 4 and 5. The biggest names, the best talent. Watch this off. is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. This is Coach Don Schuler, And I sound like Bob Hope on acid. And I want to tell you, it's the 12 to 1 hour or whatever it is. Hi, this is Clay Aiken. Thank you for making my new single the number one song in America. Now, girls, listen. Yes, we all have our moments, our difficult times, when our little friend comes to visit. I know what you're thinking. Clay, is it true? Do you have menstrual cramps like us? Why, of course I do. And that's why the maker of America's favorite muscle relaxer and painkiller has asked me, America's favorite he-she, to endorse the all-new American Midol. American Midol. For those times you feel bloated, you're cramping, and you feel just downright bitchy. You know, when you're well, you're aching. <laughs> American Midol, endorsed by me, Clay Aiken, the guy-gal who finished second to that no-talent Ruben Stutter. And, you know, I still can't believe you people voted him as your American Idol. I mean, I had no idea there were so many fat loser people out there who could operate a damn phone. I mean, what, did all of you call from the pay phone at the all-you-can-eat buffet place? I mean, really, I have no idea what's going on. American Midol. For those times when life seems a little unfair. You fair. Was directed. 1203 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday to you. September 21. It's the end of uh, summer. Yeah, Ben. Isn't it official tomorrow like spring, fall, whatever the hell season it is, winter? I don't know. Speaking of Clay Aiken, the reason I played that, reeling from allegations that he's gay. Gay. He's reeling? Clay Aiken is getting a boost from President Bush. <laughs> hey, you better take up. this seriously, man. It's in the globe of a... He was naming the American Idol star to a Blue Ribbon Oval Office panel. The White House has announced that the 27-year-old Raleigh, North Carolina native is being appointed to the President's Committee for People with Intellectual Disabilities. Well, the President mm -hmm. doesn't know a lot about that. He's qualified. Prior to success on the smash hit talent show, where he came in second to Ruben Stuttered in the second season of Idol, but has outsold him album-wise, Aiken worked as a youth counselor for a YMCA. He also majored in the special education at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte, and helped found the Booble Aiken Foundation, which huh? provides Booble Aiken. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. <laughs> Sounds like a pain in the rectum <laughs> ass to me. Is your Booble Aiken? Yeah. Which provides opportunities for people stricken with autism and other physical and mental challenges, and you shouldn't be making fun of them. The president's recognition comes as welcome news for the slender 27-year-old singer, whose image has taken a beating since the former Green Beret claimed in February that he had a gay romp with Aiken, as if we need to have testimony about this, right? Right. Ex-fighting man John Paulus, 38, claimed he had a 90-minute sex session with Aiken in a room at the Quality Inn Hotel in Gardner, North Carolina, on January 2 after they hooked up in an Internet chat room. And a Boston teacher, who remained anonymous, claims to have exchanged raunchy messages with Aiken on the gay chat site. I'm not reading the website. Clay's opening line was, Hey, you're cute, said the teacher. And that's what I would say to uh, James Franco if he walked in the door right now, and this show would be over. And he'd run out the door real fast. Oops, wrong door. 
Wrong room. <laughs> no, I say, but like I said, you don't know what people look like until you never see them in the flesh. Right. All these different pictures on there, all doctored up. Right. I, I'm serious. When you see these pictures in the Inquirer, it may change your life forever. Can't I don't know wait. if you're ready for it. The man says Aiken turned on his webcam and bared his chest and butt to him. Wrecked him. Ass. While the Idol star begged for a meeting, they never got together, the man said. These shocking accusations prompted a Christian group to dump Aiken from performing at a show in Atlanta, because we know that there certainly aren't any gay Christians. No. Pure Fashion, a group that promotes the virtues of modesty and purity in our culture, claims it was buried under an avalanche of emails from fans furious over the gay charges surrounding Aiken. Meanwhile, Aiken has repeatedly denied that he's gay. Clay is devoutly Christian, says a source close to the singer. He's furious. Clay feels these ugly lies come with the territory of being a celebrity. Now with his appointment to the White House Committee, Aiken will advise the president on issues relating to people with intellectual disabilities and may be able to put the gay allegations behind him. R -R, <laughs> R -R. Uh, that's what it says. Just reporting the uh, stuff, baby. Just reporting. Now we get to this inquiry. That, that was only the globe. That's the baby stuff, okay? When you open the middle page here, plastic surgery of the stars. When you see Barbara Stride there, there's a, she looks like she could pass for a Methuselah's grandma. Believe me. And <laughs> here's one. Well, there's four different pictures. She comes out of the clinic, plastic surgeon, plastic surgery clinic, and she's got like a, it says Barbara the beekeeper. She's got a hat, and under it, you know the things that the beekeepers put over their face, right? Like those nets, yeah. <clears throat> Not a hood, like a net. She's got one of those on, and she's drinking like uh, fruit, like juice, you know, juice out of a um, box. She's drinking a juice box with a straw through the net. Unbelievable. You, you just you, you have to see it to believe it. Then there's Christina Aguilera, mm -hmm. and there's the original picture, mousy looking, you know. And now the newer picture, she's definitely had breast implants. She went from an A cup size to a small D, it says. Small D. A D minus? Yeah, that's what I give her, about a D minus. But Farrah Fawcett, th this is just... It says, two years ago, one stunning Charlie's angel, Farrah Fawcett, was way beyond disaster, says Dr. Boris. This is the guy from the, the plastic surgery guy. Her nose looked deformed with a droopy tip and a bump. Now 59. She, she don't look a day over 187. Farrah has had cor corrective surgery along with Botox injections and a really good facelift. That's his opinion. Her lips also look more filled in. Farrah still has crow's feet around her eyes, but her hair covers any scars. Her doctor did a great job. The result is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Now she only looks like about 178. Wow. Bloodshot eyes, just, oh. I mean, you know, 59, take it from an old fart like me, is not that old, you know. There are some 59-year-old chicks that you make them up a little bit, they look like 30, you know. Right? right? Absolutely. Not I mean, her. Absolutely. She looks like 300 easy. But, the, but seriously, you have to see it. Then we got Ashley Simpson, which who cares about her? Then we got your girlfriend there. You wouldn't even recognize her now. What's Jessica one? Simpson. What about her? She is fessed up to fattening her lips with restylane injections. But she's not telling the whole story. She's had worked on her nose, mm -hmm. along with likely restylane injections below her eyes. Definitely her nose has been thinned out, said mm -hmm. Dr. Boris. I also believe that she had restylane injections in her lower eyelids to fill them out. But Jess's spokesperson tells the inquirer she's had no plastic surgery on her nose or eyelids. The only thing she's ever done is had her lip, lips plumped. You know, like those uh, ballpark wieners. You know, they plump when you cook them. Yeah. She's had her lips plumped. Oh, and the good news in here, speaking of that bitch, oh, have I got a good piece of news for you. Well, not, you don't care about him, but for me. And that is that uh, he took her to the cleaners. Nick, 
He took Jessica to the cleaners. Of course, she never yeah, was the brightest bulb in the bottom. What, you know that he took well, her to I, the cleaners? I heard that when it was uh, going yeah. down. And and I knew that about I, I say, oh! nice going, Nick. I always liked him a wee bit more than I liked her, to say the least. A- actually, she looks like um, it's not the same person in the two pictures. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She looks like a real sex pot in the new uh, picture, but a big pun. It looks like her lips have been uh, plumped. Then here's Brad Pitt. Now, am I not the guy that been telling you? That in spite of all the makeup they put on him, almost as much pancake makeup as whoever we were talking about yesterday. Who was it? Oh, uh, Bill Maher. Yeah, Bill Maher. Not, no, well, nobody's got that much. I think they just dunked his head in there in that cashmere bouquet like the crow. Hard. That's why we had to get rid of the crow, because he was using up all the cashmere bouquet, and Bill Maher wanted it. Brad Pitt, it says it's true. In 2003, he went into a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon's office for injections of the face facial filler Restylane to erase wrinkles and smooth pockmarks caused by acne. Haven't I always told you that? Mm-hmm. His face makes James Wood look like an old smoothie. He makes Wayne look like a cue ball. That's how. What man? Now the new one, they, they did a good job covering it up or filling it in. And when and, and it's also got Jack. <laughs> oh boy! It says, "Oh, Mandy, Barry Manilow, she is looking pretty grim." It says he's sixty, but he doesn't seem to age at all. It says, and it's not because it could be magic; it's because it's surgery. And it shows you the two pictures, and he look, and both of me looks yay, unbelievable, old. Then here's Drew Barrymore. She's obviously uh, had a booby lift or something because, man, she was saggy before. Oh, yeah. Janice Dickinson. Oh. Uh. When you see this picture, it'll make you long to look back again at, uh, at the other ones, at Babs and uh, what's her name? Farrah Fawcett. Supermodel turned reality show star Janice Dickinson, 51. I admit she's a plastic surgery junkie. Tummy tucks, boob jobs, Botox, facelifts, fat grafts, chemical peels. The mother of two has had it all. She looks like she she looks like she's auditioning for the Munsters. Yeah, she's a beast. But Janice should have skipped her last lip enhancement. This is deformity beyond deformity, says Doctor Boris. Hopefully, they injected fat because if it's something more permanent, Janice may have destroyed her face. The skin on her left cheek looks wavy, like she's had a bad. I'm serious. Go out and get this. I'm not a big picture of the Inquirer, but believe me, get it. Then there's Marsha Cross, which the two pictures to me look the same with more lipstick, and Lindsay Lohan. Who looked better before, much better than than now. She's like, yeah. like a cow. We've discussed that often, how she used yeah. to look she looked okay. looked a lot better before, and, uh, and now yeah. she's got the big boob. Uh, big boobs and, oh, boy. Full C cup, yeah. Gives me a cup face looking at it. Alyssa Milano, I don't, you know, I don't see any different that she, she's older. That's all. Bigger boobs. Okay, though. yeah. That's all right. And Nicolette Sheridan. Yeah. What? She used to oh, look good 100 good. years ago. No, she's 42, and she looks uh, 41. I'll, I'll have to see. Now, she looks pretty good. You'll see. You'll go out and get this. I will, today. And the amazing... Didn't we find on that list the other day that Aaron Carter is Jewish? Okay, yeah. I mean, how, how can he be Jewish when he's from this trailer trash family, probably near where Josh used to live there over in the Tampa area? Carter kid's mom out of control. There's Nick, who looks... Oh, brother. Gay. More faggier than ever. And there's uh, Aaron, who's looking pretty good these days. He butched up a little bit. Got a little uh, facial uh, schmutz there on the chin. Needs a haircut, but... Looks almost too much. Aaron Carter is Jewish. James Franco is Jewish. Hugo Chavez is Jewish. Mahmoud Ahmadinejad is Jewish. And then, of course, here's the um, John Revolta thing again. <laughs> oh, that is. Maybe that was in the Globe. Maybe I passed by that. I have to go back. But that, that's making the that's making the rounds. The picture of him kissing his buddy. See, let me just say this to you: the buddy is a good friend of his who's got married, got two kids. But I don't care how good a friend you are with somebody, if That's you're right. heterosexual and you're getting on a, they're getting on a plane to go take a trip or whatever. Uh-huh. 
uh, you don't reach up and kiss them on the lips on your no. tippy toes and put even, your hand around their back. Even if you you're might, French. Even in Europe. Right. That's what I was going to get to. Even in Europe, the guys, even the young guys, you know, when they see each other for the first time in a while or they say goodbye, they kiss each other on both cheeks. On the cheek. You know, Recto. not that cheek necessarily. Mm -hmm. Not on the lips. You show me two guys kissing each other on the lips who are not related, and I will tell you that they are gay. Make no mistake about but it. They are related. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Neil Rogers. God. Nice phony email, by the way. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know. I'm the Schechter Inspector. Uh huh. We dance like sissies. We sing. Like wussies, but we must tell you, we swear we're not gay. If you wore these outfits to class, they would kick your ass. Frustrating to the rumor starters, the rumor mongers who want to like use this show to spew a lot of crap and create a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. And we don't take any calls on this show when I'm doing it no more. Yeah. No, I knew it was You're a fake email. I thought it, you would get a chortle out of it. Oh, it's most amusing, yes. And you know what? Cox Hoist. Yeah. Anyway, so back in the globe, here, no, this, this, yeah, it is the globe. See, I'm confused now. I've got two tabloids sitting side by each, We're kind of on top of each other, like John Revolta and this guy. <laughs> Experts who have studied Globe's photo of John Travolta kissing another man on the lips wonder if he's gay and say it's time it comes clear once and for all. Time to get out of the closet, Johnny. You and Tommy, baby. The picture was taken before the Saturday Night Fever star boarded his personal 707 jet in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Travolta was in the area working on his role in a new film adaptation of Hairspray, in which he plays Edna Turnblad, wife of Christopher Walken's character Wilbur. It's got a picture of him dressed up as a woman. Newly released pictures show Travolta wearing a dress in his feminine role. And bulked up heavy duty. But as you can see in Globe's photo, Travolta's not too shy, but getting up close with a man in real life as well. He even got up on one toe while smooching on the steps of his plane as wife Kelly Preston waited on board. The unidentified man is not gay. He and his wife have been nannies for Travolta's two children, Jet 14 and Ellis 6, for more than five years. Oh, that proves it. Travolta's reps insist he considers the couple to be personal friends. 
As a manner of customary greeting and saying farewell, Mr. Travolta kisses both men and women whom he considers to be extremely close friends and with whom he has a relationship akin to family, says Travolta's attorney, Martin Singer. People who are extremely close to Mr. Revolta are aware of his customary non-romantic gesture. Mm-hmm. Body language specialist Dr. Lillian Glass tells Globe it seemed to her that the kiss was more than just a quick peck on the cheek. It appears quite intimate, Glass notes. John appears to be really enjoying it. His head is leaning upwards. His lips are puckered. His body is leaning into the guy. His foot is pointed in the guy's direction, which indicates he really likes him. He's embracing the guy's back. It appears to be an affectionate kiss. Absolutely. Travolta's been married to Preston for 15 years, and they have two children. Uh, Celebrity blogger Perez Hilton, who runs the website PerezHilton.com, tells Globe, Gay rumors, innuendo, speculation have followed him around for years. I'm inclined to believe where there's smoke, there's fire. If he's gay, I wish he'd come out of the closet. And other celebrity watchers and experts believe that Revolta should fess up if he's secretly a homo. It isn't, necessary, it isn't healthy to suppress or deny your real self, and it's dishonest to mislead others about who you are, said Pastor Robert Westman of the Family Values Organization in Portland, Oregon. Homosexuality is widely accepted. Deceit isn't. I would advise John to open up if he's hiding, hiding something. Open up, John. Come on. Rectum. I want to give you a kiss. Norman Marshall, director of the Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada gay activist group Face Out, says the photo raised a lot of eyebrows. There's no suggestion the man he kissed is gay, but John has been dogged by rumors for years. If John's gay, why wouldn't he simply admit it? Why would he burden himself with life of evasion and deceit if he really is gay? Huh? I don't know. Let's ask Kenny Winkler what he thinks about that, or Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. or uh, Rob Lowe, or Tony Perkins. Oh, he's dead. So anyway, there's the picture of a John Revolta. It says, and the caption in the Inquirer is, Greased Frightening, as opposed to Greased Lightning. Uh-oh, here's a, trumpled, a rumpled-looking Mel Gibson got cranky when photographer snapped his picture in L.A. parking garage recently. Got very cranky. Martha fears her hip injury will leave her uh, crippled. Do we care about her now? No. Oh, here's Dustin. No wonder they don't care about him. He's got a bag over his head. Rain Man? No, it's Bag Man. Dustin Hoffman plays a wacky game of hide-and-seek, pulling a plastic bag over his head at a bookstore in Brentwood, California. Looks like something out of Halloween. He's got a, he's got a shopping bag, a plastic bag over his head with eye, eye holes poked in the uh, eye hole. Mm-hmm. Eye hole, I said. What's not that? a hole. I see. Let's see. Oh, and here, I thought this was pretty cute, even for an old heathen like me. Kids say the darndest things even to the Almighty. Children's Letters Sent to God. It's a new book, I guess. Maybe it's not in a book. I thought it was. Well, whatever it is, it's in the Inquirer. Denise writes, Dear God, if we come back as something, please don't let me be Jennifer Horton because I hate her. Uh-huh. Dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but what I prayed for was a puppy, Joyce. Ginny, dear God, please put a, another holiday between Christmas and Easter. There's nothing good in there now. Johnny, dear God, how come we didn't invent any new animals lately? We still have just all the old ones. This is my favorite. Seymour, dear God, that's not Seymour Butts. Seymour, dear God, how come you did all those miracles in the old days and don't do any now? <laughs> Excellent. Lois says, I like the Lord's Prayer best of all. Did you have to write it a lot or did you get it right the first time? I have to write everything I ever write over again. Marnie says, dear God, on Halloween I'm going to wear a devil's costume. Is that all right with you? Probably in New Jersey it's okay. Did they ever straighten out all that big deal in Tampa about the devil rays? We still, are they still fighting about that, Josh? I don't know. I haven't heard. Probably not. There's so little interest, and they're so bad anyway. Why would anybody care, you know? I, mean, I guarantee you they call them worse than that. Nobody does care. No. Darla, did you really mean do unto others as they do unto you? Because if I, if you did, then I'm going to fix my brother. <laughs> oh, good. Nice going, Darla. These are cute. You don't think so? George don't like them. <laughs> Get out of here. That's cute. Kids. Larry says, dear God, maybe Cain and Abel wouldn't kill each other so much if they had their own rooms. It works with my brother. 
There you go. It's kind of like Sam and uh, what's his name? They're on uh, that show, which I don't watch. Supernatural. Sam I think Beans. I watched that show twice and I forgot. All. Is it still on? I watched it once. I don't know. And here, of course, is the piece of resistance. It's not Tom's baby. Oh my God! Wow. And after the break, uh, not only will I give you this little uh, blurb here, this story, but also reveal who the father, the suspected father is, who's pictured right here. Not looking as good as I thought he did, but nevertheless, looking a lot better than Tommy. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Hello, I'm the general manager of this radio station. And today is Rosh Hashanah, Almost. the Jewish New Year. In an effort to celebrate religious diversity and promote goodwill toward other faiths, we've brought in a member of the Jewish community to offer our Jewish listeners a greeting for the new year. Hey, hey, happy new year! Hey, hey, that's it? Go home, okay. Hiya, pal. This is Rosie O'Donnell. So, you think I ain't a girl no more, huh? You think I ain't a girl no more? We don't like to belt you one. Bang, zoom. Well, for your information, I'm the queen. The queen of my castle. Of course I'm a girl. Just ask any of my girlfriends. Like uh, Janet Reno or Ann Coulter. They'll tell you I'm a girl. A girl. I'm a girl. Just I don't like being a girl. And another thing. If you... Hey, what do you say that, Rosie Ford? Oh, hiya, Kelly. Are you ready for some golfing? Oh, I'd like to get one of my... Nah, not today, pal. I'm worried about everybody not thinking I'm fat. Think I might have something to do with you smelling like the Kelly Cuddy's fish market? You are a metal case. Jeez, what a crowd. Get out! All right, then I can't give you this. Give me what? What do you got behind your back? Come on, hand it over. Badgesil? You got me Badgesil? I have just bought, uh, with all the problems you got, it'd be nice if you could clear up that mess for 30 years. Kelly, you're the greatest. Trump 32 at 560 WQM. Happy New Year to all those folks out there celebrating and uh, going through all the uh, motions and commotion. I thought New Year's January 1, isn't it? Oh, and I never did play Ramadan. That's your no, fault. No, well, well. It's not What's wrong with you? Oh, anyway, you want to know who on. it is? Well, let me just do the article, okay? And then I'll tell you I want to hold, you know, have the, to hold the little baby, out. Who the baby daddy is? Baby daddy. Baby Surrey, baby. Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes are weathering a vicious news storm. The soon-to-wed couple is outraged over reports that Tom is not Baby Suri's father. Oh, my God. The publication of Suri's first photos in an October Vanity Fair has given rise to outrageous new rumors sweeping the web that Tom can't possibly be the daddy. Uh, well, he can't be the daddy because in order to be the daddy, they would have had it well. In a wild online feeding frenzy, bloggers insist the baby has distinctly Asian eyes... That's Paul Anker with a canker. Good Canadian boy, by the way. By the way, the Middle East. Isn't he Lesbianese? Uh, I think so. Something yeah. like that. In a wild online feeding frenzy, bloggers insist the baby has distinctly Asian eyes. It does. Claims she resembles Kitty's last boyfriend. Now, you want to know who that was? Okay. Chris Klein. Chris Klein is Asian? No. All right. And point out that both of Tom's children with Nicole Kidman are adopted. Tom's plan backfired, a family friend told the Inquirer. Instead of clearing up all the misinformation over Surrey, the delayed release of the baby photos has triggered a whole new set of outrageous rumors. The Internet is buzzing with wild speculation that the baby can't be Tom's. What the hell was all of that? Oh, wrong button. The blogs have, are having a field day speculating little Surrey is really the daughter of Katie's ex-guy actor, Chris Klein. Hmm. The pictures taken by famed photographer Annie Leibovitz show the proud parents posing with their precious, plump, smiling little girl. She has an immense shock of black hair and piercing blue almond eyes. And there's the picture right there. There's the little baby Siri. Eh. Mm -hmm. uh, but as soon as the magazine hits the stands, it hit the fans. Something did. 
On the hip celebrity blog, PerezHilton.com, one anonymous posting reads, This baby is part Chinese. Who the blank do they think they're kidding? Who the... You people here are so bloody gullible if you think this kid is Tom's. Another poster cruelly opined, Tom Cruise can't even have babies. They spent the last four months searching for a baby that looks like them. They couldn't get a newborn, which is why we waited so long for this Chinese baby to appear. On BurntCity.com, someone wrote, Some seems like the whole world is guessing the real identity of baby series father. Is it Chris Klein? Did they use the super-preserved sperm of Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbub? It's all in the I-I-I-I-I's. And on pinkistheneublog.com, a posting reads, If anything, don't you think the baby bears a striking resemblance to Chris Klein, Katie's boyfriend before Tommy? The superstar is stunned by the wild speculation confides the source. Tom thought once the photos of Surrey were finally published, the controversy. In other words, it's the same old deal. You believe me now? Huh? Yeah. No. How about now? No. He thought that because he's a crazy person. Oh. See, that's why he did all that research into psychology and psychiatry. Because everybody does that, right? Mike Walker in the poop scoop writes, strolling down a walkway toward her waiting limo on the Georgia rule set, Lindsay Lohan was gabbing away on her cell phone and suddenly yelled, bloody murder, as she stepped in a pile of doggy doo. Get paper towels, she shrieked at a production assistant who came running. A moment later, a young woman ran back and handed the towels to Lindsay, who howled, clean the shoe. Looking at her like she was nuts, the assistant said firmly, I'm not cleaning your shoe, you do it. As she turned and walked away, furious Lindsay kicked off both her kicks left them there and stalked off to her ride barefoot. Indignant bitch. How do you like that? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, emergency surgery for Andy Griffith after crippling fall. We didn't care about that before. No. They don't care about it now. Dance star found uh, fame and fortune but lost Herman. Now cats purring for Leo DiCaprio. Well, good luck to you, sweetheart. Sexy, so you think you can dance stunner Cat Dealey is hiding a secret heartache. Her career cost her the man she loved. Her romance with longtime live-in boyfriend Mark Whelan collapsed because the public relations exec wanted to marry and have kids, and Cat wasn't ready. Well, a good way not to have kids is to get together with Leo, I would think. Kind of like Tom Cruise Part 2, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. The 29-year-old beauty hoped the pair would stay together, but she refused to commit to a 39-39-year-old Mark because her career came first. Some say her Hollywood ambitions were fueled by friendships with actresses Kira Knightley and Sienna Miller. A London newspaper reports that Leo DiCaprio has taken her on a string of dates and spotting her in a Beverly Hills restaurant. Cat told pals Leo interrupted a chat she was having with a friend about posing naked for a magazine. She was asking her buddy whether or not it would be a good move when the movie Heartthrob inter interjected and told her it was not. Later, Cat was reportedly caught kissing the actor in the polo lounge uh, at Beverly Hills Hotel. How do you like that? Mm -hmm. They became good friends, but obviously something more is happening. Something that doesn't meet the eye. Well, speaking of Rosie O'Donnell and that... Mashed potato yeast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Sourdough. I know. Right in, the, right in the middle of lunch hour, too. Sorry, I apologize. I think, it, I think it, that email was right. You know, you realize it's almost 1 o'clock. We haven't had one real fax all day today? We haven't? Have we? Did you send me any faxes? I didn't get any. I don't remember. Other than that phony email. Oh, here's a fax about the double race, so here it comes at you. Oh, good. Barbara takes dim view of Rosie's antics. Oh, The View. And then The View is not doing all that well. I voted for that on our poll. Anybody who watches The View, especially a guy, it tells me a lot. Rosie O'Donnell has just started a new gig on The View, but the outspoken comedian is already causing friction among her co-hosts. Rosie's co-host had a feeling she'd hit the stage like a bull in a china shop, so they weren't exactly shocked when it happened. And the insider told the Inquirer after a September 5 debut on the hit talk show. Piece of crap. 
But Rosie's obnoxious behavior didn't come without a stiff warning. View honcho Barbara Wawa had already reprimanded Rosie for what she felt was inappropriate blogging on the Rosie.com website and for unfavorable remarks about Oprah Winfrey in a published interview. Rosie wrote on her website, it'll be hard for me to not be the boss. Uh, it is already, and we've only just begun. Then in a recent interview, Rosie criticized Oprah for the way she handled the infamous Tom Cruise couch jumping incident, said, saying she would have retaped the segment if it had happened on her show. The spat, well, uh, that wouldn't have been good. Everybody wanted to see what a crazy person he was, That's and he right. proved it. The spat between Barbara and Rosie was actually a lot more heated than what fans were told, revealed the insider. Rosie's website rant infuriated Babwa, who demanded that she stop airing her dirty laundry about the show on the blog. But That's those, terrible. Those flames were fanned even more when Rosie trashed Oprah. They were hoping that she'll eventually find her way without stepping on too many toes. Right. She'll find her way. Here's that fax. Oh, look at this. This is a long fax. You asked what was going on with the Devil Rays. The latest proposal last week hasn't changed the name to the Florida Devil Rays. What? Assuming the Marlins... Oh, the Florida Devil Rays as opposed to Tampa Bay. Assuming the Marlins go ahead with their proposal to become the Miami Marlins. I never understood why someone who is an atheist would not attend church or synagogue, even if the chances of being... Oh, this is the best. This is great. Not just a fax, but a hostile one. This is good. Even if the chances of being wrong about God are a fraction of a percent, you lose nothing by hedging your bets and going once in a while. Especially yourself, who was born into Judaism, it would be difficult to make the argument that there's not that fraction of a percent chance, considering its adherents aren't particularly known to be lacking in intellect. So in other words, I should put on and pretend. I should go there and pretend, just in right. case maybe it would say... I mean, if, if that's what it takes, that's one hell of a religion, no matter right. which one it is. You don't go to heaven that way, by yeah. pretending. In other words, pretending to believe in something, yeah, just to make it look good. Mm -hmm. Which I know an awful lot of people, Jews included, who do that. They show up only on the high holy days, and the rest of the year forget about it. Regarding your new format, I think it sucks. Hearing you rip the callers is the most... Well, you know what? Hold your breath, because it ain't going to happen. Is the most entertaining part of your show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hearing me rip the same ten callers every day. In addition, not taking calls makes you even more out of touch as callers alert you to things that you miss, such as the Internet listeners are probably the only ones who prefer just hearing the bedtime stories since anyone listening online is probably just another commie trying to find it. Oh, this is, this is part two from the uh -huh. other facts. Didn't work, didn't work on the first one with the phony uh, uh, Dr. Lecter or Hector or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. That didn't work, so now we got another one. You're making them crazy, man. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad, because I won't take their call. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Roger, uh, what's the problem up there? Uh, Roger, Houston, confirm. We lost our nuts and bolts up here. Or... Uh, Roger that. Uh, do you guys know what you're doing up there? Well, to be honest with you, Houston, uh, negative on that. They lost a boat last night in flight. Uh, oh, for crying out loud. But a thing that is them. Houston, we have a problem. And that's all I have to say about that. It's supposed to be high. What kind of joy is this? Dang it. Think you might be able to uh, send someone up here to help us? Roger Space Station, negative on that. I've never heard such dumb stuff in my life. This is not funny. This is totally unprofessional. You are an idiot. You're a fat idiot. Such an Space Station, I'm not sure exactly what, what you want us to do down here. Well, Houston, we're not exactly sure what to do up here.
am very professional. Warning, warning. Come on, this isn't rocket science here. Thank you, fellow astronauts there. I think what you're doing is really important. Thanks for taking my phone call. Now get back to work. Thank you. <laughs> wow. 1248. So the shuttle landed safely this morning in case you've been asleep or didn't pay any attention or maybe just don't care. That fact is most amusing because, again, it, yeah, see, yeah. I like those, though. I enjoy them. Oh, I know. That's why I'm the good ones. That wasn't a very good one. But the good ones, I yeah. mean, you can dissect them and, sure. them and spit them out. But that one, even a child could tell. Well, if you don't like the new format, you don't like the fact that there are not any callers for Neil to rip, then why are you listening? Uh, uh, oh, it sucks, but why are you listening? Uh, I see. Shut up. That's why. Yeah, that's it. Uh. Just uh, drop dead. Nick takes Jessica to the cleaners in the Inquirer. There's a picture of Nick and Jessica. She's like got her tongue sticking her tongue out. Nick Lachey is laughing all the way to the bank. He ought to be sticking it out, and the tongue too. What a chulo! Jessica Simpson's. I beg your pardon. He's a chulo. I beg your pardon. That's like a male whore. Get out of it. What, what the hell does that mean? Taking her money like he can't make his own. Oh wait, he can't. <laughs> Anyway, Jessica Simpson's ex played hardball. There's like I really care, okay? Oh, Rip him an ass, like I give a crap. He's old. He's old news, man. That's right. Pockmark too. He ain't no James Franco. That's for damn sure. Uh, can I get, finish this story, please? Okay. I don't want to read these boring but Only the people listening on the internet care about this. That's right. Uh, he hit the jackpot, walked away with a six million dollar payoff, uh, plus another four million other assets. You, you only wish that you could... Uh, I'm not going to say it. Nick hit the jackpot yeah, because the I couple do. had no prenuptial agreement when they tied the knot in 2002. At the time, Nick was the main breadwinner. Was the main breadwinner. Yeah, at the time. But the subsequent year, Jessica's earning power soared. That's right. She hauled in an estimated $32 million a year last year alone. And thanks to California's community property laws, Nick knew he was in for a hefty cut of the fortune that they accrued during their married years. According to the source, attorneys for the former 98 Degree singer demanded and got a lifetime royalties to a number of songs he recorded and co-wrote with Jessica. The tunes include Where You Are, In This Skin, songs from Rejoice the Christmas album, and A Whole New World, plus unreleased, uncredited demos. Months ago, Jessica reportedly offered Nick a paltry one and a quarter million, cheap bitch, but with the blonde beauty earning around 32 million last year while they were still married, Nick knew he could get considerably more. Nick knew that if he held out, Jessica would eventually up the ante. <laughs> if he held out. Up your ante. He also knew Jessica didn't have the stomach for a long, protracted court battle. She already had spent 60 grand on attorney fees, and if the case went to arbitration, those fees could easily have tripled. Poor baby. She only made $32 million last year. She's worried about attorney fees. According to the source, the final settlement also entitled Nick to walk away with more than $2 million from the sale of their Cal uh, Calabasas house, which was featured in their reality show Newlyweds. Nick bought the house prior to their marriage, said the source. At first, Jessica claimed to have an interest in it because she gave him 100 grand toward the home shortly after they were married, but Jessica gave up the house in the settlement. Nick will also keep his 2004 Ferrari worth 200 grand, plus bank accounts valued close to 2.2 million. He's hurting. The 32-year-old hunk also keeps pensions from 98 degrees, and Little Nicky Inc., his company, each one's worth around 64 grand. He still has 100% ownership in Little Nicky Inc., as well as a bank account with about a half a million just from that company alone. Nick also keeps his 25% ownership in 98 Degrees, Inc. and 98 Degrees Touring, Inc. The bottom line is this guy is not hurting for cash. But don't shed any tears for Jess. With all her projects, she's bringing in a whopping 850000 a month. Not a year, a month. Nick realized that. That's why he held out. Now he's set for life. He squeezed the bitch real hard. Janet Jackson's shocking cocaine confession. I don't care. You care about her? 
Not in the least. Not no. since not since that Super Bowl, baby. Right. Thanks a lot, Janet, for yeah. schooling all the rest of us in broadcasting. You and Justin Tinkerbell. She was the excuse that they, you know, to, to absolutely joyce the whole industry. But nobody talks about that. We have to kissy kissy to joy to jo, what's her whatever her name is, Janet. Now we're going to have Prince performing at the Super Bowl. Oh really? Yeah. It doesn't matter what What's he flashes because you won't see it. I see. Well, hopefully his ass won't be hanging out. You won't see it, and he won't say it. Carter Kid's mom is out of control. Oh, that's a Tampa family, and boy, if she don't look like trailer trash. Nick and Aaron Carter's mother is so out of control she's threatening her sons with physical harm. Charges dad Bob Carter, who claims the pop singers are now living in fear for their lives. Jane's rage is making Nick and Aaron's lives a nightmare, says Bob in an exclusive inquiry interview. Nick, 24, refuses to speak with Mommy, according to Bob, but younger brother Aaron, 18, um, although Bob says he doesn't want to see her, still reluctantly accepts her phone call because he feels sorry for her. Sorry. Jane and Bob were co-managers of Aaron's career and, he, and had access to his finances until their 24-year marriage broke up three years ago. A year later, Aaron filed for legal emancipation, claiming Jane had withdrawn 100 grand out of his account without permission. The last time Jane convinced Aaron to help her, he sent her 30 grand. About 30, man. Because she told him she was working at a hot dog stand. And Bob angrily alleges that Aaron continues to help his mom because he hopes it'll calm her down. Jane is a very violent person. She's broken my collarbone and shot me with a gun once, he said. We're all concerned that one of these days she's going to kill herself or one of us, Bob says. August 29th, Jane was pulled over by the Florida police for speeding and driving her pickup truck erratically. Oh, she drives a pickup truck and lives over in the west coast of Florida. Putting these ingredients together? Mm-hmm. She was arrested for DUI. I think she's trying to make the kids feel guilty because she claims she made them the stars they are today, and they owe her until the day she dies. It breaks my heart, says Bob. Most people their age don't have to worry about getting their butts kicked or being killed by their moms. When contacted by the Inquirer, Jane admitted to the DUI arrest, but I'm convinced Bob set me up, she said, explaining that she believes somebody put something in her drink that night. That's why I was acting so weird and got stopped by the cops, but let me say this, my kids are not afraid of me. Said Nick's publicist, we just want Nick's mother to go away. <laughs> we just want mother just go away. Just walk away. That's it. Don't go away mad. Just go away. Just like that jackass with the phony faxes. All keep them coming though. I enjoy. Oh, it. absolutely. I love those. Uh oh. Booze plague Dallas legend nab for DUI. Better go around like crazy these DUI. I, I, former Dallas star Ken Kirchhoff's long battle. I've never heard of him because I never watched that show. His long battle with the bottle took a sad turn recently when he was arrested for drunk driving. He played Cliff Barnes on the popular 80s TV show Dallas. You ever watch that show? No. No. Paris's booze problems go way back. Do we care about this? No. She's had a booze problem since she was a teen and was once tossed into a special school to dry out. No, we don't care. If we never hear her, hear her name again, it'll be much too soon. Pomegranate juice fights cancer. Now you're talking. All right. Babbling Britney's bizarre shopping excursion. Oh, my. Oh, my. Hmm? Woo! I'm going to tell you right now, as Joe Zagaki would say. Oh my! Oh my! When you see you remember the last pictures we saw Brittany looking like Elsie the Borden cow on a bad day? Yeah. When you see this one, wow! Oh that boy. baby's going to weigh about 85 pounds. She's going to have quadruplets, sextuplets, man, and they're all going to be like little retards, like Kevin Federline. Bizarre shopping. Just take a look at that picture. You're getting this inquiry anyway, okay? It's on page 56. You'll see it. Let's see. History lesson in disguise. All the king's men. We don't care about that. It looks pretty good, though, in the preview. The original took the best picture Oscar back in 49. Now, half a century later, Sean Penn is the brilliant, charismatic, flamboyant Southern people's politician whose dramatic rise, even more dramatic fall, is assisted by some pretty powerful people like Kate Winslet, Patricia Clarkson, James Gandolfini, Mark Ruffalo, Anthony Hopkins, and Kathy Baker, plus co-star Little Jude Law. I still say he's about three feet tall. He's a good actor. Okay. Yes, he is. Munchkin. 5'11". Robert, I, I know that you say that, but he, 
whatever the reverse of stilt are. Maybe he works on his knees. He uh, walks in a ditch. There's a lot of guys in Hollywood work on their knees. Bob Newhart cheats, cheats death. You know, I liked Bob Newhart back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. He's Not all right. He, you know. What? He's all right. He never stole a freight train. Yeah, but he's, you know, just go away already. Like, like uh, Nick's mother, go away. And Hillary lashes out at Diane Sawyer. Oh, we'll save that for the next hour. Now we're talking. Very short story. And then we'll get to some heavy-duty stuff, like important things like Tiger Woods and his wife. The biggest names. The best talents. Don't mess with the Tiger, baby. It's the one to two hour. Oi. Well, she kissed Al Roker, said people, evidently, because she started out like a house on fire, and now it's just the ashes, ashes left behind. They're sifting through the ashes, looking for a semblance of an audience, just like we'll be doing if we don't start taking a lot of those great phone calls. But you know what? It's not going to happen. And, of course, you know, we'll probably get some more faxes, too, from the chronics that can't get through on the mm-hmm. phone, so they've got to totally. find another outlet for their You're insanity. destroying their lives. Oh, why, well, why don't you take a pull? We've already done that before. You know what? It'll never happen again, not while I'm doing the show, not while I'm steering the ship, okay? Just call me uh, Captain, uh, what do they call him in... Mutiny on the counter? Oh, Queeg. Old Yellowstein. Something like that. What's that for? I'm not going to waste my time with it, okay? It's just caca, man. Forget about it. I don't need to take a poll to find out how I want to do the show. Hillary lashes out at Diane Sawyer. Oh, and now wait till you hear some of these, too. Stars betrayed by two of their own. Actor Rupert Everett and super screen star screenwriter Joe Esterhaus. The ultimate tell-all book, The Devil's Guide to Hollywood, The Screenwriter is God. Rupert Everett says of Tom Hanks, Tom's a nice actor, but look at the stuff he's doing. It is so terrible. Some of this is uh, from the other article, too. Tom Cruise. Everett says, Tom isn't a human being. He's a machine. He doesn't do films about real people. Val Kilmer. Ezra House says he's an imbecile. Asked to nominate the best three film moments of the century. Kilmer nominated three of his own movies. One of them was Batman Forever. <laughs> oh. Woo. Michael Douglas. Ezra House says he's not brilliant. May very well, uh, in some cases, be dumb. Although he wasn't so dumb when he married Catherine Zeta-Jones, I guess. 
Madonna Everett says she's considered talentless as an actress. No kidding. Next year, they'll be picking on poor wow. And Sharon Stone, Ezra said she so annoyed the crew on one of her movies that they relieved themselves into a bathtub before Sharon got into it for the scene. <laughs> All right. All right. Boy, this water sure is warm. And yellow. Now, getting back to Hillary. Furious over ABC's controversial miniseries, The Path to 9-11, Hillary Clinton unleashed her anger on close pal Diane Sawyer, who in this picture don't look a day over 90. And I write Hillary, who's being counted as a pawn. She's a, you know, Hillary, I hate to say she's a bitch. Yeah, I hate her. She's just nasty. nasty I can't right. stand her. Sour. Yeah, if you see, wait, wait, this is in the same inquiry. You'll see the picture right near the ass end of the, that's where she belongs near the ass end. That's what Bubba said. And I rate Hillary, who's being touted as a possibly yeah, likely story, believe the network was trying to embarrass her by gratuitously featuring her husband Bill's affair with Monica Lewinsky in the film. So the New York senator pressured her pal Diane, star of ABC's Good Morning America and Primetime Live, to intercede with network executives. Hillary thought Diane could use her influence to kill a miniseries, an insider told the Inquirer. While Diane is in a power play at ABC, she didn't have a real say. But Hillary thought if Diane made enough of a stink, ABC brass would at least drop the Lewinsky material. The Clintons had given special access to Diane in the past for interviews. With Hillary's blessing, Diane was granted the first interview with Bill after his heart bypass. Hillary let Diane know how furious she was. The fact that Diane said she couldn't guarantee anything only made Hillary angrier. Oh, it's time for an exorcism. For once, I think we may agree with Karl Rove. While she maneuvered behind the scenes, Hillary put a tough public face on, issuing a statement insisting her husband work tirelessly to fight terrorism and keep America safe, and that's the only truth that matters. There, truth, justice, and the American way rhymes with gay. How do you like that? All right. No more faxes, huh? No. no. I guess that was the extent of their material. That was the end of it. Well, maybe they're not listening anymore because we're not going to take any of those great calls. Yeah, okay? yeah right. That, that's funny. Yeah. You're gay. Okay. How's that poll coming? You know something? When it got to be 1,300, uh, that's military time. Mm-hmm. We had 1,300 votes. 1,309 now, as a matter of fact. 1,300 in the eye. All I know, all I need to know about somebody, if they vote Republican, 462. Believe OJ is innocent, 219. Deny the Holocaust, 194. Like Ahmadinejad. Ah. High school, their ki- uh, homeschool their kids, 122. Wear religious headgear, 119. Speak with a lift, 42. Now, if I actually watch those freaks and geeks, does that make me... Yay. I hope not, because the young James Franco's in it. It's the only reason I'm getting it. And Josh is right. That's the only reason I went out and got that movie. I mean, I wouldn't care if you would have liked it. I mean, I, I looked through some other movies that he was in, and I thought, well, I'll go get one I might like, and I didn't think I would like this, you know. And I did. I thought it was very good. And so did most everybody else except Josh. Uh, what yeah, from what you read on the, the freaking reviews. I beg your pardon? From what? What you read on the reviews? Yeah. Okay. You don't think it was a hit? Was it a successful movie? Not really. Oh. And what about that other movie that I told you was a big, uh, laid a gigantic egg and you were giving me a song to dance? Which one was that? Milkshakes on a Plane? <laughs> yeah. Speak with a lisp 42, especially after the heavy lisp. Listen to Sports Talk 39, and a lot of their callers talk with a lisp on Sports Talk. I mean, what kind of guys want to talk about guys who wear jock straps? Watch The View 38. Call Radio Talk Show is 34. That's you. That was, uh, no, I didn't vote for that. I voted for The View. I hate this poll. Only 31, 2.3%. I think I made him happy. No, Sean made him happy with a nice poll today that you turned down. Shame on you. You lose. Huh? And vote for, vote for Ralph Nader. You never got it. Just relax. Vote for Nader only 12. Because, hey, he better not be doing it again in 2008. Oh, please. Somebody's going to have to, like, assassinate his ass uh, if they do that. Nader. Can't afford to have him, uh, you know, and all the excuses he makes. Uh, you know, all the uh, baloney. Noam Chomsky ripped him in ass on one of those DVDs I got. Chomsky. I mean, you know Noam Chomsky, one of Hugo Chavez's favorites. That's right. Now, what did you tell me about that book that uh, he was reading? They said, I'm going to went from number like 85 billion on the uh, Amazon.com. 15,930 something yeah. to number seven. 
To number seven. Yeah. Thanks to Hugo Chavez. He, he's better than Oprah. Yeah, well, in a lot of yeah. ways. It's a Hugo Chavez a book review, man. He's better looking. Well, so is my ass. Yeah. Tiger Woods, who isn't really very... He's strange. He looks like he came off that ship, man, that spaceship. Maybe maybe he was one of those things floating around there outside the shuttle before it landed. Tiger Woods was angry yesterday. Did you see he was really P.O.'d? you see that, Josh? No. Did you that? see that? Somebody taking a picture in his swing? No, 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 no. You don't know what this is all about? No. About the Irish tabloids? He was angry yesterday at the Irish magazine and a tabloid that linked photos of his wife to various pornography websites, and his agent was studying the possibility of a lawsuit. The publisher, Dubliner Media, issued an apology, saying it was satire and didn't expect anyone to take it seriously. Woods was among those who did. He is peed off, man. First he teed off, and then he got peed off. My wife, yes, she has been a model prior, and yes, she did do some bikini photos, Woods said. But to link her to porn websites is so unacceptable, I don't accept that at all. Neither does our team. The Dubliner huh? Magazine... Well, just let me continue. Our team, meaning him and his wife and his caddy and his groupies and, you know, the Klingons. Klingons. The Dubbler Magazine wrote in September issue about Ellen Nordgren, his Swedish wife of nearly two years. Now, do we know her? Yeah, she's pretty hot. Oh, she's we hot, know yeah. her. Yeah, she's very hot. I beg your pardon? I've seen those pictures. You wish that you knew her. her. What are you trying to say? You we knew her better. Yeah. Most American golfers are married to women who cannot keep their clothes on in public, the magazine wrote. Is it too much to ask they leave them on at home for the Ryder Cup? Consider the evidence. Tiger Woods' wife can be found in a variety of sweaty poses on porn sites, it said. The Irish Daily Star gave it front-page treatment yesterday with the headline, Tiger's Fury at Naked Pictures. Inside, the tabloid reprinted photos of Nordgren in a bikini, along with a nude photo of a woman purported to be her. Woods vehemently denied it was his wife when it first came out three years ago. The publisher and staff at the Dublin acknowledged that the satirical article was inappropriate and wished to sincerely apologize to Tiger Woods' his wife, Ellen Nordgren, and other Ryder Cup players and their families for any offense they may have taken to it, the published statement said. Mark Steinberg, Woods' agent, said he was debating whether to sue or not. How do you like that? It was the first topic Woods brought up at his news conference leading to the Ryder Cup, which will start tomorrow at the K Club. He wasn't scheduled to speak to reporters until today, but asked to move the session up to yesterday. He was peed on. This was uh, yesterday. P.O.'d. Well, there's Charlie Rangel, one of my favorite people. I just want to make it abundantly clear to Hugo Chavez or any other president, don't come to the United States and think, uh, because we have problems with our president, that any foreigner can come to our country and not think that Americans do not feel offended when you offend our chief of state. <laughs> oh, man. What a joke. He should have been he should have been giving him a high five and a a, a salute. Am I right? Absolutely. Oh, I mean uh, Absolutely. At, at least at least Hugo had the balls to tell it like it is. As opposed to all these weak kneed politicians. Even Charlie Wrangle, man, I'm shocked. What a weak kneed piece of turd. Like I said, he used to be one of my favorite people. Yeah, how dare you come here and insult our uh, Dumbo in chief. Twelve minutes after one at five sixty W come we got the mad dog at two, the mad dog and the humper together in uh, four to five in that fabulous power hour. From the uh, tower, from the leaning tower. And then we got uh, Hank Solo, 5 to 635. We got uh, Napoleon Solo after that. Marlins on deck. Now, let's see. Are they four out of the uh, or five? I think the Dodgers lost. I'm sure they did. Yeah, five. They got, oh, no, they're four? Four. Because the Marlins actually won. I know it's hard to believe they won a game in New York last night. I believe they're four out of the wild. Well, you know, well they're out of it. I mean, you know. Yeah, now, don't say that. Don't be so negative, man. No wonder you didn't like that movie. You're negative. You've been working at that station too long. No, I've been working with that team too long, and I'm telling you that they're not going to With the Marlins? Yeah. yeah. The stinking Marlins? Are you picking on the Marlins? That's our bread and butter, baby. They bring all the money in on the station. <laughs> not. Just like the Dolphins bring all that money in across the street. <laughs> not. Sports, baby. we got a sports show in the morning. Oh, God. 
Hey, isn't it time you took the stress and worry out of last-minute hurricane preparations? And if you'll recall last year, Wilma, boy, first of all, it was Katrina, and we escaped most of that and went up in the Gulf and walloped them. And then nobody thought Wilma was going to be much of anything. And look at, look at all the thousands of people now still trying to put their lives back together a year later. Well, the Hurricane Shutter Outlet manufactures easy-to-use accordion shutters and now provide you with expert installation as well if you want. Call them at 954-237-7083. You can't afford to be without the protection. We're right in the middle of hurricane season. They feature roll-downs, accordions, and panels, too. Just let our friends at the Hurricane Shutter Outlet custom make or even install the shutters for you. Call 954-237-7083. Right now, you get on your way to top-notch protection. The Hurricane Shutter Outlet, family-owned and operated, licensed, insured, and Dave Broward in Palm Beach County approved. They stock all sizes of clear polycarbonate hurricane panels and aluminum panels, cut to your specs and ready for pickup or delivery right to you. And like I said, if you want, they'll install them as well. The public and all contractors are welcome. Major credit cards accepted. Tell them that Neil sent you by, and they'll save you 100 bucks off a minimum order of 350 square feet just for having the big balls to mention my name. The Hurricane Shutter Outlet. Call 954-237-7083 or just log on to their website at hurricaneshutteroutlet.com. The biggest names, the best talents. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560 AM. You fairy! It's been worth my intention that uh, your ratings are dying and how. Well, I want to show you what a big asset I was to you and how. You thought you could find somebody good enough to fill my baggy pants? It ain't easy. <laughs> there ain't no chance I'll ever be coming back. <laughs> Outside of considering a lucrative contract. If you want to know what'll save you from shutting that transmitter to ground, why, that's easy. Sure. All you need is more. All you need is more. All you need is a show. I have no life. Almost 1,339 votes. You know something? By 2 o'clock, by 1,400, we're going to have 1,400. All right. You believe it? Why not? So if we stay down until 6 o'clock, we could have like uh, 1,600. Beautiful. Or no, 1,800. Well, who cares? Patrick Coburn in Nebuty. I don't want to like lean on this too much, but I think it is, you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And again, I apologize. Yesterday, the story I read was much too long and ponderous, and people lose their interest, and we could have taken a lot of really spiffy calls in that period of time. But don't hold your breath. It's not going to happen. You know, and there's a transition period. I don't know. It looks on our website like we're doing just fine to me. I'm looking at the uh, hits on there, taking a few hits myself. And the votes, the votes are just pouring in, man. It's just unbelievable. So what do you think? Of, now, that's the end of my tabloid stuff. I, I think that would be a good feature every week. You go through that crap. Remember I used to do that mm-hmm. back when we had an audience on this station? I mean, remember those days? I remember. And I was reading them. I've been mm-hmm. reading crap for a long time on this show, okay? We're doing just fine. But all you cranks out there, come on, come up with something new. Come up with something original. That's why you're so weak. Weak. 
That's another reason not to take any calls. It would be different if we had a lot of interesting and innovative and e even funny people with their stick. But it's the same tire. Oh, my God. You could plot from it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. Plots. Even on Russia Shutter, you could plot. And let's see. What it, uh, we don't eat the potato pancakes, the lockies, until Hanukkah, until Chanukah. On Russia Shutter, I guess you just drink a lot of wine. <coughs> you're drunk. I don't know. I'm not participating. Although I will take off several days for it, and then we got Yom Kippur coming up, too. Nothing like turning into a professional Jew. Yeah, that's a really great line from the Crank Facts. Oh, what do you got to lose? Huh? In other words, couldn't you just be a little more Jewish? The discovery of hundreds of U.S.-made cluster bombs, and they'll probably say that after I read this article again, too. Couldn't you give a little kissy-kissy to the Israelis? My God. No. The discovery of hundreds of U.S.-made cluster bombs among the tens of thousands of unexploded munitions carpeting the south of Lesbianon has led to calls on Washington to impose a moratorium on sales of the weapons to Israel. What about that? It's kind of like what we, you know, we gave the poison gas to Saddam and all the other weapons so he could, uh, you know, stave off the Iranians. And then now here, all these years later, oh, you see that? He, he gassed his own people. He had weapons of mass destruction. Where the hell did they get him from? And like I said, we know he had them because we got the receipts. Bomb disposal experts are working around the clock to clear the lethal leftovers after Israel fired 1.2 million bomblets in the last three days of the war. We know that. The pods containing the 650 bomblets... Little bombas, which burst apart at a predetermined height, have a failure rate of up to 30 percent. About 30, man. Leaving clear evidence of their American origin. The U.S. State Department is investigating Israel's use of American-made cluster bombs during the war in Lesbianon. In particular, whether or not Israel broke a secret agreement with the U.S. not to use cluster bombs against civilians. <laughs> the Israelis make no attempt to hide where they obtained this weapon. In the garden of a house in Nabatea used as headquarters by British-based Mines Advisory Group, lies a cluster bomb container that sprayed bombless over an area the size of a football field. Such weapons are still causing casualties. When we visited the town, a man had just been taken to hospital with severe injuries after a bomblet exploded in his hand. Wow. There's nothing worse than having something explode in your hand. This is in the British Independent Project. The bomb was the size of a small torpedo. There were letters scrawled in Hebrew on the middle, but most of the writing is in English. It says, CBU, Cluster Bomb Unit 58B, U.S. Air Force. The manufacturers identified as Lance and Industries, and it's got a bunch of numbers on here. The bomb was made before the Vietnam War had ended because there's a marking showing that its warranty ended on February 7, 1974. There's no indication of when the cluster bomb was transferred from the U.S. to Israel. Nick Guest, former British Army bomb disposal officer working for MAG, says the most common bomblets, M42 and M77, are of American manufacture. So they aren't even under warranty? So if they're unexploded, they get their money back, right? Right. The early date of the U.S. bomb uh, container in Abatea reveals another problem. The expiry of the warranty more than 30 years ago... About 30, man! ...suggests that the manufacturer expected some deterioration in the product. Guest points out that more recent cluster bombs have a self-destruct mechanism that operates after a period of time, but those dating from 74 do not, and therefore become sensitive anti-personnel mines. Oops! Oops, there's another one. Every day there are people dying over there. They're no picking one. their olives, they're picking their nose, they're picking their, picking their friends, and uh, bada-bing, you know. They shouldn't have attacked Israel. That's it shouldn't have attacked the Iraq and us and Iran and everybody else. 1347, you want to see a good movie? Get Tristan and Isolde. I'm going to. Isolde. It's not Isolde. Why does everybody say that? Well, we just don't know Isolde. doesn't sound right, does it? Tristan is old. Is old. No, I'm sure he is now. I mean, that was in the... Now, what would be the time frame of that, would you say? I mean, he was the media... King Arthur and stuff? Like that. Uh, 800, 900, wow. something like that. Woo! Man. I'll tell you one thing, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that's like that perverted that I wonder about the, it's, it's got nothing to do with like sex, although it might have, because I guess there were like no quickies, because it would take about an hour to get all your clothing off. But 
all the clothing that they used to wear back in mm. those days. You know what I'm saying? Layers and layers. Layers and layers and layers. Even in the colonial days of this country, my God, they had sure. all those schmatas on. My God, by the time they got their clothes off, and you can only imagine the stench. I don't want to. We didn't have no right guard, no left guard, not even the roll on. But I guess know? when everybody smelled like that, nobody noticed. I think that's what Richard Branson's going to do with that, those billions of dollars he's using to stop global warming. He's going to buy up all the uh, spray deodorant. He's going to buy all that and just uh, store it somewhere. So you can't spritz it and release all that crap into the air, you know? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be a good idea? Sounds good to me. I don't know about you, but I, I don't like roll-on deodorant. Oh, no, man. It pulls your hair out. Is that what it does? Sure. No, it irritates my pits. Does it? Oh, yeah. Sounds like the pits. They get red and chapped in the pits, too. I don't, I don't like, no, I've tried, you know, all kinds of, like, uh, spray, st uh, stick, uh, whatever they call it, stick it. Who's that know? stuff that you, uh, that squeezes out? I beg your you pardon? You smear it on. You smear it on your, what is that? I never heard, not, see, I got the yeah, toothpaste that you squeezes out, you don't have the tube no more. You twist you the bottom. No cube! You twist the bottom and it oozes out the tip. Really? Yeah. I see. I'll keep that in mind. No, I use the right guard. I'll tell you that right now. I like my right guard. I'm not giving it up. I don't care what Richard Branson says. And I, d I don't open a window, so it's not. It's just in here, okay? Oh, jeez. I'm reading all that crap. 1350. We need 50 votes in 34 minutes to get to 1400. Yesterday, 15. Today, 14. See, uh, that's true. They're, they're dwindling. No, actually, this, this, and I actually put this on there. Josh was right on the ball. He tried to change the poll. I, I was ahead of you. Yes, you were. And the only reason that happened was because of a premature evacuation from Woodbine after a very successful, a shockingly successful hour and a half. You know, after, after the break, i got to ask, I, I'm thinking about a business enterprise. You know how people, well, you know it, because you can, like, Google, uh, you know, slot secrets or any, any kind of crap. And everybody and their brother is an entrepreneur, you know, with some phony website. You know what I'm saying? Stop faxing stories, by the way, you maniacs. What are they? Oh, all day long. Just crap you already have. How do you know I have it? It's on the website. What is oh, <laughs> That's definitely a pretty good clue. The biggest names, the best talent. This is oh Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Stench of cow manure hovers over this performance by the Dolphins. Ein, zwei, ein, zwei, drei, vier. Well, did you hear about the Muslims and what they've done? They set fire to some churches. They shot and killed a nun. They say they're not really violent. They say they're not really mean. All those Muslims I'm mad at. Benedict 16. Absolutely. Benedict 16. What did he say to make those Muslims so angry and act that way? Maybe it's because he's from Germany. He ties his shoes in little Nazis. Benedict 16. You fairy. Now they're protesting in Cashmere. They're all going insane. Benedict 
13 out of 64 votes. We need just 36. And we got, oh, 26 minutes to do that. Piece of cake, baby. Cake? Okay. So, Jane, you know, one of the things I like <clears throat> about doing the show this way is, like, at 6.30, I'm watching Brian Williams, NBC Evening News, which I do watch that. And a lot of the stories that they do, I think to myself, oh, we talked about that today on the show. Don't you sometimes right. think that? All the time. Yeah. And, like, they even had a story about the stick figures. Remember that about the third grade, the students and the stick figures that were, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in various uh, suggested positions, sticking it? They even did that one. Go figure. Thought, oh, yeah, we talked about that. Anyway, here's Jay in Gainesville sends in a real email, which is shocking. See, I don't understand this. What? Oh, I see. They send it to your email. I don't. It's it. my email. I print it and fax it to you. I see. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, it says Neil. I love the new floor mat. It's great. You're really hitting all the bases. My favorite part of this whole thing is the knowledge that somewhere out there in South Florida, sick, twisted Gilbert, Gilbert Solomon, Jamba Hole, and Prozac, Kek, 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 Ron. Oh, I, I got to tell you a story about that. Are dialing until their fingers bleed. All in vain, freaks. God, I hate those guys. Keep, keep kicking it new style, says Jane Gainesville. We will, Jay. Thank you. So speaking of Prozac, I'm in the. Uh, I'm in, I'm in the drugstore yesterday, and I'm going to get some uh, strips, you know, my blood um, strips when you prick your finger when you've got diabetes. Right. What you say? I'm going to get some blood to just move it along. And there's an old lady there, and there was like a line of a couple people, and I waited a few minutes, and I'm, I'm getting my thing, and she's behind me, okay? And she goes, and I, I just, I just kind of lingered there a second because I'm wondering, she looked like she was a little confused. She couldn't have been a day over 200. She looked like she belonged in Sunrise Lakes. And I, I need some Prozac, she said. And I thought to myself, oh, I know somebody can help you out. Yeah. She didn't have a prescription. She didn't have any idea what she was talking about, but she needed Prozac. And the poor old schleppers, uh, you know, pharmacists are trying to explain to her, well, I can't just give you Prozac. I need Prozac. So next time I see her, I'll give her that number, okay? All right. Guess what they did in St. Ignace, Michigan. Gambling is the only thing missing from a new Indian casino in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, mistakenly built in an area where gambling is illegal. <laughs> a little, sorry, mistake. Sorry, mister. The $36 million Kawadin Shores Casino and Hotel opened in June has restaurants, a lounge, indoor pool, overlooking Lake Huron's Horseshoe Bay north of the Mackinac Bridge. Holy Mackinac. But its 29,000-square-foot casino with 800 slot machines and 26 gambling tables has been unable to operate because the U.S. government says part of the casino was built on land where Indian gambling is not allowed. That is uh, not too bright. Along with Tucker and Allison... Are the forwards up front, Caberlet and McCain? Okay, calm down. I had to play a little Joe Bowen there because uh, it was Holy Mackinac. Even you would recognize that. Who? Members of the Sault Ste. Marie tribe of Chippewa Indians are debating who is responsible for the mistake with the tribe's current and former chairman blaming each other. The Detroit News reported Wednesday. The Detroit News. The tribe now is quickly building a $2.5 million replacement casino at the site in Mackinac County's Forest Township, north of St. Ignace. Or is that Ignatz? Trying to think of who the hell we used to call Ignatz. But at any rate. It's not a compliment. It wasn't until after the, uh, we had the pilings and foundation in place that we realized something wasn't quite right, current chairman Aaron Payment said. We did another survey and found that all but 30 feet of the casino was on ineligible land. Payment knew about the problem before I left office and has had two and a half years to work it out. Former chairman Bernard Bouchard said, it wasn't me. It was a nice try by him to blame me, but I don't accept any responsibility for a screw-up. That's what Joe Bell says about Greg Reed, too, I'm sure. Wouldn't you think? I imagine. There are 17 Indian casinos in northern Michigan, and two are open in the next two years in southern Michigan. The state's Indian casinos took in $983 million in 2005. Oh. You ever stop and think about how much money there is in a casino at a given time? I was oh, talking to my camera about that on the way to Woodbine yesterday. So I said, do you have any idea how much cash is on hand at a given time? Because they've got like 2,000 machines in there, man. Mm-hmm. 
And you know all the you know the boxes that they put in the machine. They change them like every morning to take the bills. The, the forget about the coins. Most places don't use coins. They're phasing them out. Mm-hmm. But the bill boxes, you know, you put in your twenties and your fifties and your tens and your hundreds, your hundreds. Yeah, your hundreds maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm not going to go there and play five and ten dollar bills. You think I'm some kind of a schlepper? Well, that would be the fun of that. I'm not going to go there and play penny and two penny machines. It falls you. They got like two penny slots, they, and they have one penny slots. As a matter of fact, all these places penny slots. And you know how popular they are? Uh, very, very popular. And all the old ladies. See, that's where your old ladies are. The people that you think go to play slot machines. Those hey. are the ones that play the, the nickel and dime. I played the nickel slots. Yeah. Well, a schlepper. What do you expect? What's wrong right. with that? Nothing. I hope. And of course, the only problem with that is if you really want to play the nickel slots, you can play like twenty-five coins uh, a pull or thirty, whatever the hell it is, twenty-five. About or thirty, man. Uh, so you're really playing a buck and a half or two bucks every time you hit the button or pull the handle. See what I'm saying? If you play the Max or Mad Max. How are we doing on this thing? We're going to make our four. Oh, 1374. We got it made in the shade. Wearing a nice suede. I wonder if James Franco wears a suede jacket. I know if he was, I'd walk up to him and say, hey, can that be felt? I, you know, see, I hope, because I'll never know. I'll never see him. But obviously, like you said before the show, it's all stupid fantasy, which we all do that. Absolutely. But, I, I, but I'm just hoping that he looks as good as I think he does. You know what, you know what I mean by that? It's yeah. like when you had when you had uh, what's her name there in the studio who just gave all her money to Nick. Mm-hmm. When you had Jessica there in the studio eating her tuna yeah, fish, right? Uh, she she looked pretty good. She looked pretty good. You know, she looked like a normal person. She wasn't wearing like a whole lot of makeup or anything. She looked like she was on her way to the beach, and she looked just fine. But well, and of course she's just a young kid anyway. I mean, how old was she? Like nineteen, twenty when she was in her early twenties, or, or less, or, or less than that. Mm-hmm. Now watch it now. That's not less than what? Less and than you're 18? right. I only wish that I could have been paid to have sex with her. You're right. What you said earlier. <laughs> oh, oh! I only wish that I had sex with James Franco for free. I don't want to be paid for it. Just because you want to pick on Nick again. He wasn't paid to have sex with her just because he has an earring in both ears. You look, want to make him everybody gay. is look, everybody you don't like is look, gay. And what what is there not to like about him? What did he ever do to you? What is there ha- not to he like? He had sex with her. And then they How got a divorce. Know? How he, do you know? And he got paid. How do you know he had she, sex with her? She talked about it. Yeah, right. She did talk about it. She said he was hung like a midget. I'm not making that up. You want me to print the story out and send it to you? No. All right. You're trying to burst my bubble now. I, I don't really care about such matters. I, I know. Okay? So why should you care? That's what I she know. said. She said it twice to two different now, people. If we're talking about James days. Franco, I might care. But in his case, I, I don't care. He's old right. news. Don't you understand? Well, you do understand. Yeah. He's old news with millions of dollars now. Exactly. Her money. I know. And you're just jealous. He did a heck of a job. That's right. Oh, Bush approval rating. Look at the L.A. Times, Bloomberg, 45%. But the CBS News, New York Times, 37%. Well, somebody's right somewhere. And it must be because uh, things are going so swimmingly well with the economy and in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, those falling gas prices, we all know that's just a coincidence, and they're going to continue going down even after the election. No. Not. Have you ever felt that the moment you pay for something in the store is the moment that the people there stop caring about you? Dollar Mattress is at their best after you purchase that new mattress. That's one of the most important things. Plus, of course, all the way around, the deal they make is unbeatable. Call Dollar Mattress toll-free at 1-800-MATTRESS. Get factory direct prices lower than the chain stores. Dollar Mattress also has 12-month financing for you. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. You'll get the lowest prices on the best brands like you've been doing for years, and I've been doing as well. Sealy, Serta, King Coral, Stearns & Bananas Foster, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic 2. Dollar Mattress has got a 99.7% on-time delivery rate as well. In other words, you want them there, and they show up. You pick the two-hour window of uh, delivery window, noon to 2, 1 to 3, etc., seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. when it's convenient for you, and they show up. In fact, if you call right now, they'll even show up on the very same day that you call. You can be sleeping like a baby in real comfort as soon as tonight. 
Don't forget, active care is one of the major reasons why Dollar Mattress continues to be ranked number one in the world in customer satisfaction. Instead of wasting all that cash and gas schlepping around all over town in comparison shopping and vending in department stores, just sit there on your fat, ugly ass right now, make the one easy call, and that's all you need to do. Dial a mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Stupid Sales Hole. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QA. Caffeine, apply directly to the brainstem. Caffeine, apply directly to the brainstem. When someone tries to put me down and says he has a larger congregation... Page of the Washington Post tomorrow, 1,400 votes on a couple of days before our Russian Shona. Wow, that is shocking, isn't it? A little bit. Got 11 minutes to go. We need 13 votes. Piece of cake, man. I told you, just like Michael said to Kay in Godfather 3. Cake? And you're wondering, what is this diabetic who keeps going into diabetic comas and thrashing on the floor? What's he doing with a piece of cake there? Maybe it was yeah. like low-carb cake. Yeah, maybe meat cake. Maybe it had like uh, sorbitol in it or maltitol. You know, when I was in the drugstore yesterday to get my blood strips and they... At the counter, while you're waiting, you know, there's all that um, impulse shopping. They put that stuff out there. Sure. And here was a bunch of chocolate bars, uh, sugar-free. Oh, boy. No, no. Don't do it. No, I didn't. And I picked a couple of them up, and uh-huh. I looked at them, and they looked very enticing. Yeah. The wrapper, you know. And then you read. 
and I read the label, and the first ingredient in both of them was maltitol. Yeah. I thought, uh-uh, oh, no, thank you, and I put them right back down. I threw them down like they had, like, a cluster bomb in them, because I know if I would have eaten them, I would have had my own cluster bomb. Una bomba grande. Why, why do they do that to us, you know, those of us with delicate, sensitive stomachs? I wonder if James Franco has a sensitive tummy. 1,388. Yeah, isn't that something how we're all, all the same? We all go through these phases. You know, you go through phases in life. You become obsessed with somebody or something. And then, like, ah, you know, like two weeks later, well, you're on to something different, you know? We all do that. Get it yeah, right. I know. That's what I say. Everybody does that. Maybe, maybe that's after you find out what you were so obsessed with in the first place. wasn't all that good. Malcolm Ritter in the Associated Press writes a startling. And, of course, all of these articles, but they never make any reference, God forbid, because it's on the ABC website. They wouldn't want to make any reference to religion. Of course not. In a discovery sure to fuel an old debate about our evolutionary history, that's as close as they come, scientists have found a remarkably complete skeleton of a three-year-old female from the ape-man species represented by Lucy. Lucy! I know she was old, but I know she was that old. The remains found in Africa are 3.3 million years old, making this the oldest known skeleton of such a youthful human ancestor. Did you see this story? Carbon dating is a satanic plot. It's pretty unbelievable discovery. It's sensational. Un. Believable. Said Will Harcourt Smith, a researcher at the American Museum of Natural History in New York, who wasn't involved in the find, and provides us with a wealth of information. 3.3 million years old. And, of course, the Bible says, well, God invented it 5,000 years ago in a Hebrew calendar, you know, 60 or whatever it is, 56. Crap. It's all a bunch of crap. Man-made garbage. For one thing, it gives new evidence for a contentious feud about whether this species, which walked upright, also climbed and moved through trees easily. The species is Australopithecus Afarensis. Oh, I can't believe I said that. And I, I, when I first looked at it, I thought, how am I going to read that? Australopithecus. I said it right. I didn't say I was going to read it right. I just uh, read it, just like you with Ahmadinejad. What? Australopithecus. Uh, how do you say Australopithecus? Australopithecus. Well, you can't say that. Not I'm going to report you to Joyce. You're a real pither. Afarensis, <laughs> which lived in Africa between about 4 million and 3 million years ago. The most famous afarensis is Lucy, discovered in Ethiopia in 74, a creature that lived about 100,000 years after the newfound specimen. The new find is reported in today's issue of the journal Nature. The skeleton was discovered in 2000 in northeastern Ethiopia. Scientists have spent five painstaking years removing the bones from sandstone, and the job will take more years to complete. Judging by how well it was preserved, the skeleton may have come from a body that was quickly buried by sediment in the flood, the researchers be saying. It's a once-in-a-lifetime find, they said. The skeleton has been nicknamed Salam, which means peace in several Ethiopian languages. Salam, like Shalom, Salam. In salam several alaikum. Ethiopian languages? How many do they have? About 30, man. I see. I, I think what the article meant to say in several languages, but it says several Ethiopian languages. Wouldn't you think that that would be... But I'm just thinking what it says about ABC. Yeah. I don't want to put words in there, puss. Salam, which means peace in many languages, Ethiopian or otherwise. Haley Selassie Ras. Most scientists believe Afarensis stood upright and walked on two feet, but they argue about whether he had, it had ape-like agility in trees. That's the deal, whether it was in a tree creature climbing and jiving and whatever. What do you think? Went both ways, I imagine. And that's what probably, that's what they used to do those days, barbarians. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to uh, refresh that thing. Don't forget, you want to see a really entertaining, good, a lot of action, a lot of romance, a lot of uh, tears, a lot of laughter. Tristan and his old. Don't listen to anything that Chris tells you, uh, whatever his name is, Josh. You just change your name. Well, we got so many Chris's now in the building. Got like five. Uh, it's amazing. Now, do we have any of them who have any idea what they're doing? No, but don't get Chris Cross. Oh. Hey, Chris. You, oh. No, I was going to say. You fairy. 1393. I will guarantee you. We need only seven in seven minutes. If we can't make the 1400, none of us are coming back tomorrow. The biggest name, the bomb. best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM.
Ramadan, 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 we got the 1400 votes and don't forget to get that inquiry what is it don't forget to play ramadan Ramadan, 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 Ramad